This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hello, 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 everybody! Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of That One Piece Talk. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Sebastian. Lionel. And this is That One Piece Talk, <laughs> where we talk One Piece. Woo! Let's go! Oh man, thank you to everybody that is currently joined up in the live chat. I was just on TikTok Live. Thank you to everybody that came over. I just want to say thank you one more time to all our Spotify listeners and our Apple Podcast listeners and everybody else that's on Facebook because we're on Facebook, right, Mom? We're on Facebook too! So thank you all for joining us. Uh, we recently just hit... Uh, 21,000 followers on Facebook. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's so, dope. yo, Facebook family, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for internationally to everybody as well. I always got to shout you out because it's always a great feeling to know that you guys love us in all uh, countries. You know what I'm saying? Word up. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, as you see, I'm sitting next to Lawrence. I know it's weird. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's uh so uh we have uh sebastian on his way but he ran into traffic and we have also a special guest that you've seen on uh our youtube title by shonen showdown he's gonna be here too in studio and he's getting here too but there's some traffic so you're gonna be chilling with us two today until they come to but it's a three-hour podcast, right? It's three hours, which means we're going to be taking a majority of the show with phone calls. So if you guys really just want to start speaking to us and talking to us and asking questions, you are welcome to do that. But unfortunately, you will have to wait for Marv to put the phone number in the chat. Okay? So don't, 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 don't get mad at me. You got to get mad at Marv. I like to pass the blame to him. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, first and foremost, uh, like Sebastian always does, I want to shout out everybody in the, the live chat right now. So we have Drago the God, uh, oh, the Drago God. We have Hi, we have It's Motions, we have Blake J, we have David Simmons. He might be my cousin. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, Naz YT, uh, Tristan, Lundy, Motions, Broker. We got Broker back in the building, bro. Tarif, OG Lion. Uh, we have... KJ, Trev, Grim, uh, AO, uh, the Irishman, Kaizoku. Kaizoku? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we have all you guys. Play Dead, Live from the Fiji, uh, Gabriel, Pierre, Sosa, Noah, Alexander, Toby in a building. Toby, thank you for being here. Um, we got Scooter, Looter, Pretty, uh, Patty, Zach, Hejim, Ricardo. Um, we got Armigli. And then we have All Kage with the membership for seven months uh, to the Nakama status. He says, yo, I finally made a live. It's been a few. Listen, bro, you made it. Thank you. Um, 
Yes. So thank you to everybody that's currently here. Uh, if you guys haven't already known, we have a Discord. I would say join it. Um, very healthy Discord. Uh, they're starting to do Among Us nights too, from what I've seen, and they do like versus song battles as well. <laughs> that Discord is super crazy, but it's super fun, super healthy, and it's not really toxic at all. And if it is, we eliminate that part of the Discord. Um, we got the broker with uh, the five. He says, hello, everyone. So glad to be back. Looking forward to calling in today with my theory that will save the reputations of Garp, Dragon. Love you all. I doubt that, broker. <laughs> all Kage broker. with the two says, sorry, I missed you guys on Saturday. Much love. Thank you for the two. And then we have Brandon Barker with the two, uh, but no words. So, but thank you so much for, you know, all that love. Um, I think Sebastian is... He says, I'm still sitting here. I love that. Oh, he is? He's in. He's here right now? All right. Yo! Hey, <laughs> what up, bro? How's it going? Good, so, man. What up, what up? Come right here. Oh, you want to hang up your jacket? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Just go in there. I'll keep talking to these guys. All right. I'll yeah, yeah. The boy is here. Uh, let's continue on. Did we get any more Super Chats? What? Uh, the last one you read with the... No, from Brandon Baker. No. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. Yo, man. Yo. <laughs> Sorry for uh, up. Yo, bro. Up, bro. This is Lawrence. Lawrence Anime Showdown. I mean, on, Shonen bro. Showdown. I keep saying Anime Showdown, bro. Nah, don't worry about it. All right, right here, bro. Get the get the angle coming in. Yo, we gotta get our sub. For being late, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> did he know beforehand that it was gonna be at five? Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. He did. No, he did. I texted him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I texted him. I texted him. Uh yeah, guys. Uh just give us a second while we fix up cameras. And then we're gonna fix up cameras again when Seb gets here. But um Alright. So we have 20 from Mika. He says, sorry the broker, but there is nothing you can say regarding <laughs> dragon. Uh, that's funny. And then Brandon Break, uh, Barker with the five says, Hey guys, fancy Metroid here. Sorry I got hacked on Discord and had that bad stuff posted. Super embarrassing. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I would say, Toby, if you can, find him in like the Discord and just like fix whatever's going on. Because uh, you know that's not me, bro. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. But anyway, uh, we have our special guest here. So as always, uh, you know I got to do my thing. So first and foremost, today's episode is a special episode because we have the one and only Shonen Showdown. Man. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I've been, I've been waiting for this. Yo, you guys we, have no idea. We're going we to get into it. So, Shonen, for all those that don't know, has an anime-only debate show that produces the hottest anime conversations versus battles and weekly debates. You def have seen him at cons getting the community involved with his very interesting tier marker boards. He has amassed over 27.7 million views, and he's almost at 170k subscribers on YouTube, and not to mention, his Instagram is almost at 20k followers as well, which you just started. Yeah, yeah, well, I've, been, I've had the YouTube for much longer. But yeah. Instagram, I'm trying to get a little bit more. You're gaining traction, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so please, so for everyone who isn't familiar with this guy, give him your attention and show him some love in the chat. Um, 
Also, welcome to that One Piece talk, Mr. Shonen Showdown. Thank you for being here. Please tell everyone uh, whatever I missed about you and how you've been. I've been good, man. Uh, definitely had a great time. I was just at Anime NYC. Obviously, I saw you guys there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we knew we had to connect, man. I've been waiting for this because I've been watching your... I'm a fan of your content for like oh, I've thanks, been watching for a while awesome. on, yeah, on you, TikTok you, you, and everything. You, 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 <laughs> it's, it's dope, honestly. I love what you guys are doing. So, um, yeah, talking One Piece, that's, uh, that's it. You know? Yeah, bro. Appreciate Yo, that. it was super fun meeting you there, too. That dude Gabe was wallin'. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude Gabe was wallin'. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And you know what's crazy? Uh, I was talking to Gerard, for those that don't know, Anime Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, we had him short, uh, like, two episodes ago. And he was telling me about, like, you and him. And, and I was looking at, like, a lot of your videos. And I was like, bro, I, I got to ask you this, bro. Go ahead. Has there ever been, like, a tier board you took home after the community like set like the tears and you just threw it against the wall because you were just like yo, you were just like yo I, I yo these opinions are so bad has there ever been one that you were just like yo I can't I don't like this one bro listen there's definitely been times where I've seen some crazy opinions but I leave it because that's what the community's pretty much telling me so uh -huh. I want the board to represent that specific con or that that specific state uh -huh. and wherever it's at that's what it is so i don't really like to put my two cents in there now i've been hearing a lot of feedback especially at this recent con anime nyc people were saying well rob you should probably make a move at the end or something like that uh -huh. and everyone wants to see what you would want to change but for me i may add that but for me right now i want to see what other people put so i kind of just leave it i let them say whatever yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I think I watched one video where, like, you had uh, the main protagonist of, like, each show. And then yeah. you, like, yep. let people stick it. And then everybody kept going off on, like, Lelouch. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. That yeah. was crazy. Lelouch is S to me. Yeah. That shouldn't even be... That's a no-brainer. That's yeah. where I have, I have Lelouch. They were putting him in like... like D and, yeah, and they kept putting crazy. him at S and everybody yo, it was like the most controversial character. I get it, because some people don't like mech anime, so yeah. like if there's a mech anime out there, they kind of like put it towards like, you know, the the bottom. Mm -hmm. But that's not me. I think Lelouch is a great MC. So you you think uh you think Attack on Titan is a mech anime? I wouldn't put it under that. I wouldn't put it under that. Yo, but they like fight with like giants they, they like they're inside <laughs> and they're fighting with something on the outside you know what i'm saying yeah uh, a mech though it's kind of a mech anime bro <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a stretch mech if we want to say that <laughs> yo it definitely you know now that you think about it you're yeah. like yo this is kind of like a mech yeah, anime yeah 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 i guess so all right. I guess so. But is it you sure about that? Because <laughs> they're the giants or the titans themselves, where the mech is usually like. Listen, you remember was... G Gundam? Yeah. Burning finger. <laughs> Yo, it started to take over the guy's like body. Is like master at the end. It became like an organic thing. It's a mech anime. Maybe. For all y'all don't know, it's a mech anime. <laughs> All right, but before we go into more questions with Shonen Showdown, we did get some super chats, and unfortunately, since Sebastian isn't here, the super chats will disappear because I don't have the computer. So, uh, Scooter Looter with the five says, "No Mihawk slander this episode, right, Rob? 
W podcast, Rob. <laughs> Yo, call, you know, talk to him, bro. Listen, I, <laughs> I knew Scoot was gonna pull up. <laughs> if we're talking One Piece, I knew Scoot. That's listen. Scoot is the biggest Mihawk fan of all time. So it's terrible. Of course, um, he knows hard. what time it is already. Yeah, uh, I got I got a rep for Shanks. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh, doesn't mean I think Mihawk is weak by any means. Anybody out there? I never yeah. ever said Mihawk is weak. I'm just Team Shanks. Mm-hmm. Is it do, all right? So this is perfect to ask you because isn't mm-hmm. me diving into your brain now? Right. Do you think it's weird that like you can't talk about somebody in a positive light, or like you just say something factual about them? Right. For example, right. you you can say to the community, we don't know if Mihawk found Yoru black or he made it black, but right. then they'll be like, yo, that's slander. Do you think oh, that's like weird? I here's my thing, and. I, I definitely see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. a lot of Mihawk fans are also Zoro fans. And I feel like it, wa- it goes hand in hand. They don't want to see anything that would drop Mihawk because if it drops Mihawk, it, they feel like it invalidates Zoro. Mm-hmm. So anything that Zoro accomplishes, right, it, it looks worse if Mihawk also looks worse. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think, and this is kind of kind of helps my case when I'm talking about, you know, being Team Shanks. I think the moment Zoro asked Mihawk to train him, I kind of lost that me wanting to see Zoro beat Mihawk. I kind of lost that for me. I want to see Zoro fight, you know, maybe a St. Ethan, maybe a Figgerlin Garling. Like, there's other swordsmen out there. I'm not saying I don't want him to surpass Mihawk one day, but the moment he asked Mihawk to train him, I, I get it. It was a big move. You know, Zoro had to sacrifice his pride. It shows how great of a vice captain he is and all that stuff. I get all of that. But for me, as a One Piece fan, reading that, seeing Zoro bow his head down to the floor, and even Mihawk was looking at him like, are you serious? Get your Pick your head up. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, I was like, I can't. I can't look at I can't look at this matchup the same. And I, you know, it doesn't hit the same anymore for me. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of like one of the reasons. But um, I, I see what you're saying though too. I feel like it's just again nobody wants to see Mihawk drop an inch. If you drop Mihawk an inch, then Zoro technically gets dropped an inch, mm-hmm. and no one wants that. Zoro fans are diehard. I've I've said this before. Zoro fans and Itachi fans are the two most diehard fan bases oh, out there. Oh man, we can't talk there. about. The Uncle Tom of Naruto, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Can't talk about him like that, man. Can't give Hitachi respect, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't, bro. I, I really don't like that guy. Yeah. Like, I really don't, bro. Yo, I really Tom don't, bro. Crazy. Yo, is he not? That's... That's your Show inner, is he not? Uh, that's your inner Sasuke coming out. Yeah, oh, that's my yeah, inner Sasuke. That's your inner Sasuke this out. man was pulling pregnant... Pregnant, you cheat women from closets, bro, and murking them, bro. His Damn. own kind. That is. I'm going the Aaron Yeager route, bro. I'm taking out the world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking out the world, bro. I'm not murking my familiar, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's that's. Listen, bro. It's yeah, you. Or, it's you or us, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tachi was like, you know, it's y'all. It's y'all, bro. It's y'all, bro. He saved his little brother, though. Which, it's neither here nor there, but mm. he said he messed up when he saw Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, he put his head on his head and was like, "Yo, my bad." Right. <laughs> no, the way the way Itachi handled things wasn't wasn't the right move at all, especially in regards to like you try to save Sasuke, but you making him you end up making him your biggest enemy, mm. and then went completely the different route you wanted him to take. Gave him trauma. Yeah. 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 What if, What if Sasuke was like, "Yo, I don't want to even live life no more, bro." 
Because he couldn't handle the truth. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you, bro, he never made things good, bro. Anyway, I like it. I like what you said, though. I did like that. Because it's true. Like, anytime you... I, I know you're a fan of Dragon. I am. I yeah, am. Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. if somebody says something about bad about... Like, something truthful about Dragon, do you get, like... like What do you mean by that? Like, like, like if I was, like, oh. yo, like... Dragon, Dragon, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was now here saving. Uh, you're in the manga, right? Yes, like you, yes. You caught up? Yes. Like if, like if he he wasn't saving his own comrades, you know what I'm See, saying? Like, like would you would you feel away? I, I would because I feel like Dragon ha- has earned that respect, at least from me. <laughs> and here's why. Here's why. What, is, here's what, why. what respect he earned? Tell me, please. Okay. Okay. So. You have to look at what Dragon is trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to overthrow the world government, mm-hmm. right? Anybody that's in those higher positions, right? They have to watch over an entire army, a big body of people. If one soldier or somebody drops out, if if it's going to pretty much stop the entire main mission or put a halt on the main mission... It's tough for him to do that where he was standing right now. At that time, I believe they were still, you know, they were the freedom fighters, but they were growing in power, right? That is tough for Dragon to say, all right, stop all operations. Let's go to war right now. Let's go save Jenny, right? Because she was already taken to the Holy Land. That's war. That's that's end game, you mm-hmm. know? And I think Dragon already knew I don't have the power to do that right now. So he made a business decision. I don't think we can look at him. Listen, Dragon was already confirmed to be a former uh, Marine, right? So he knows what type of power they hold already. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a business decision. Of course, he wanted to help, but he couldn't do it right now. And I think he's been planning and plotting for the longest time, gaining power, gaining influence. Mm -hmm. Look at Sabo. Look how powerful Sabo is. Sabo is his right-hand man. They're calling Mm -hmm. Sabo the Flame Emperor. Sabo went to the Holy Land, freed Kuma again. Fujitora was there, Aramaki was there, and he still was able to do that. That's his right hand. That's his right hand man who he trained. Mm-hmm. So I think, even from a power perspective, like Dragon still should be respected as a strong fighter in the verse. Mm-hmm. So like with all of that being said, I get what people are saying because from our we're we're, we're being emotional. Like we want Dragon to go get his get back, mm-hmm. but I think he's doing that, but he's being smart about it. He's not just saying, like, oh, you know, Odin and all of them, you know, go run and fight Kaido. He's like, no, we're going to wait the 20 years for Joy Boy. Like, that's his mm-hmm. thing. He has his own type of, uh, you know, 20-year plan or whatever it is. So that's what I think is going on right now. So my next question is, do mm-hmm. you think that's what makes him the world's most dangerous criminal? Or is it his actual strength? I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's very strong, but I also think he knows a lot which the government is afraid of. Because, again, Dragon is great friends with Vegapunk, mm-hmm. right? They're like this. And you see what's happening with in Egghead right now. Mm-hmm. The moment Vegapunk is proven to, you know, starts to switch sides, now you have the Gorosei leaving the Holy Land to come join the front lines. When have we ever seen that? Right, because they know how insane and how much knowledge Vegapunk has. He knows all uh, all the history of Ohara and everything. So, Dragon was also there. Yeah. Dragon is also just as lethal. The only difference is Vegapunk is a great mind. Dragon has these. This oh, is where yeah. it gets different. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's why I think like we still have to. For me, at least, I have a lot of respect for Dragon. I think he's very, very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you placing him right now? Top five? Yes. Top ten? So, I, in top I'll five? Him, yeah, I think he's... I'll, I'll give him top five. 
Yeah? Yeah, because Sabo... So where is he in top five? That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I, I felt like you were you were speaking like you were super confident in everything you were saying. So no, no, no. I, I, I need to know what top because I, I feel like from your perspective, you saying like he top two. I think. Well, I, I, all right. So we have to look at again if Dragon is trying to take down the likes of the Gore, say the likes of Eam, he has to be around that camp for me. You mm-hmm. know, or the One Piece is over. I mean, I don't know how else. You know what I mean? You got Saint Garcia. Literally an egghead. Just him transforming, people were scared. People were... Uh, magic circles were popping up. So I feel like Dragon has to be around that level for them to even have a fighting chance. And I do think he's around that level. Um, I just don't know where I would rank him within my top five. But I, I do have him five. Like, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there? Right. Okay. You sure about that? <laughs> 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 see, See, a large part of me wants to be like, all right... So name your top five, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a specific order. Okay. But it would it would help me mm-hmm. rationalize right. your thought process behind him. Okay. But you don't have to if you don't want to. It's not that I don't want to. It's right now we're in a we're in a space where there's there's Gorosei members that are starting to show us what they can do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like unless we say all right, ignore the Gorosei, ignore Eam ignore Garling, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, okay, and then I can give you somewhat of like a approximate top five. But mm-hmm. then again, you know, once those characters are getting introduced, now it's like, all right, I have to wait. I mean, there's God's Knights that are out. You know, we haven't seen, we only seen one, you know, so far. We, we, mm-hmm. even have, we haven't even seen him fight. So it's like, that's kind of why I kind of am just holding on. I just think that Dragon has to be around that level for the Revolutionary Army to have a fighting chance and for the government to give him such an insane bounty. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only reason. And I was just going to say, I agree with a lot with what you said. Mm-hmm. Dragon, I think, was mostly is at play, is what, um, I guess, for us or others, is that it wasn't necessarily his strength, but his character. Mm. Like, I heard someone even put, like, he's not moving like a monkey D, right? Because we see how Luffy, especially, right, very impulsive, very emotional. Absolutely. Like, it's like, and I explained on the podcast previously, it's simple for him. Someone I care about, my Nakama, is in danger, I go help them. Right. I, I don't need... But that's also why I believe that Oda made Luffy like more simple-minded, like the foolish guy, because he we all know it. Like he's one of those people that jumps right into the action without really thinking, you know. Right. And you have other characters like that, where like Roger and uh, Rox even show that too. They just jump right in. But from what we can see with Roger, he's more of a thinker. Because for example, why I say that is when we got the breakdown of the pony glyphs and all that stuff, what they need to do for the adventure, we will never get that from Luffy. Luffy will never break down. Oh, we need these pony glyphs. We need this. No, we'll get that like from Robin or somebody. Right. We got that from Roger, you know? So saying that he's a little more, more uh, have a mind there than Luffy, but Luffy just jumps right in. Where Dragon is, is more calculating. I believe he's strong too, but it's more calculating where it would held him back where like we see with the, his father and his son. Now they jump right in to go save them. And that's what I guess where uh, we kind of clash with. But then again, like you said, it's, a lot of it's his mind because to me, Mm-hmm. There is no reason at all, I'm just using that as an example, yeah. there's no reason at all Crocodile should have the bounty he has. Strength-wise, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. But they go a lot of his mind, his cleverness. Right. But his yes, influence. Yeah, his influence. Yeah, maybe he did get stronger those two years. Right, but I, that's what I was, was yeah, going to ask you. He has to be, but like from what we saw, there's no way he's $3 billion. I'm not even giving him a billion. So those two years must have been crazy for him to develop. because. But like we do know he was very smart. Like um, For example, Sebastian, we bring up comparing Crocodile and Flamingo. You know how um, 
Doflamingo had the real fire, uh, the flame fruit during um, Dust Rosa arc, during that tournament. Mm-hmm. Crocodile's not putting the real one there. He's putting, like, a fake one there to lure Luffy in and stuff like that. Right. But I should always say that's the difference between, like, Crocodile and Doflamingo, that Crocodile would have moved differently in Aspect, going by his mind and he's able to put things together. Right. But strength-wise, like, I believe Dragon, he's supposed to be, like, higher than that. He's going to be smarter, more clever, able to organize, and also he's a conqueror, so he's going to have the influence, grab pe- dra- gravitating people to his side, right. but also he's going to match up with his strength. Why, I believe... He's also that dangerous. The most, most dangerous man. Yeah. He'll be all right. <laughs> He'll be oh, all right. This is crazy. He'll be all right. All right. He got to show me a little something first. All right, but so, I agree. His influence is crazy. Yeah. I think that's the reason why he's the world's most dangerous criminal. You can't have the aim of being like, yo, I'm going to take those people out. And most people are like trying to pay heavenly tribute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Yeah. So I agree. And you you articulated it well. Legit. <laughs> that's why I was asking you questions. I, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm going to ask him questions, but I'm not going to. It's just like no point because he was killing it. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyway, we got another two uh, from Glenn. He says, Shonen Showdown and Topped It's Up. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, AD with the 10 says, much love from Dubai, boys. Wow. Yo, Dubai in the building? Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. International, yeah, bro. You guys are worldwide, man. Yeah, no, chill, 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 chill. Uh, Nate with the two says, "Do y'all think Shinks and crew are spies and love y'all?" Um, what do you think? Nah, I don't. I think if that were the case, if something would have happened already. I think a lot of people thought Shanks was evil. I guess because he was in the room with the Gorosei. Um, obviously, there's a fan theory that, you know, Garling is his father, mm-hmm. um, which could be true. Yeah, it looks he, like it. Yeah, yeah, he might have celestial blood. Like, we, you know, we don't know, but it's, it's kind of... Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think Shanks is evil. I feel like we're too far in the story right now where Shanks is... He already claimed that he wants to go find the One Piece. Like, he's already making his move. I think it would have happened already, like, if he was going to really be evil. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think he's technically an enemy of the Straw Hats, you know, because they're both racing for the One Piece. Like, I think they may have to clash at some point, whether that's a Davy back fight or that's a legitimate fight, we don't know. But I don't think Shanks is evil. I, yeah. Yeah. I agree I, with that. Same. I agree. If they show us Shanks' character from now and in the past and until now, he showed, even when he heard from Roch, like, they actually care about civilians, like, normal people, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you want, for example, I like, I like this phrase I thought of, like, um, because you know how they're pirates and they're fighters, they're warriors, so to speak. They don't really touch people that are not in the game with them. They're not, you know, about that life just like they are. Other pirates, bandits, marines, mercenaries, whatever. They, they even like, for example, even they won't even steal from them. You know, they they, they give ordinary people their respect in that way. So if you're an evil person, who wouldn't care. Like I'm just gonna pillage and take what was mine. Chase kind of shows the attitude. No, I don't. I don't touch or mess with. Ordinary people. If you're a pirate, you're a marine, you're a world government. Oh yeah, you, you're. You know, I'm gonna take what's mine. But for that way, and and also Shanks wise, he may be of that blood, but he, what he showed for there, I don't think he's evil at all from his character. They showed because and what they said, for example, when we first saw them, like you know when uh, Luffy was getting like uh, nabbed up by that bandit, right. he said it point blank, and it was true to them. Oh no, we're real pirates. Like this is what we are. We it's not a, it's not a game to us. This is the life we live. We are pirates. So I think they're living true to that because he was inspired so much by Roger. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Yeah. Um, thank you for the super chat. Uh, we have another one from Monkey D Dragon with the five says, "Oh my God, Broker Potter is back! I cannot wait to hear a Broker theory. You have been so missed. 
Uh, this place ain't the same without you, bro. Love to you and your fam. Can't wait. <laughs> yes, Broker has returned, uh, but we got Seb in the building. Yo, I wish we had like a Family Matter song. Come on, real quick. Yo, that's that would have been so dope, bro. That's a, that's a Marv request. Yeah. We want to switch seats? No. It's, it feels weird over here. I know, there. that's really weird. That's what I'm saying. You want to switch? Come on. Yeah, yeah, I'll switch. I'll run outside. All right. You just be looking at Marv, bro? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Marv's kind of handsome, bro. Yeah. Uh, what's up, showdown, right. man? How's it going? I'm good, bro. A right. bus broke down, bro. Oh, damn. Like, on that corner on going 21, bro. Oh, for sure. Tight, yeah. man. Uh, Crazy. I think we good now. Oh, man. Yeah, guys, My give fault, us a second. Bro. Marge is going to adjust. Seb just got here. My fault, everybody. Yo, do you, do you drink at all? Uh, nah. Alright. Because <laughs> we got Mike's Heart Lemonade. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so underprepared. It's okay. Um, I need you to handle Super Chats, though. I got you, I got you. I left off with Buggy D Dragon. Do you see it? Not yet. It's like still loading. All right, I'll continue. All right, so the cameras are fixed. We're ready to go again. All right, uh, we have somebody by the name of BNY, uh, most likely Benny with the five says, Seb, hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, I got it, I got it. All right, uh, Chiron? Yeah, uh, Kyron Calhoun gave us $2. It says, big fans gang all the way from India. Hashtag goats. Thank you so Yo, much, Kyron. Shout out to the India people, bro. I, I think we got some a Dubai super chat yeah, earlier. Yeah, That's crazy. Yo, I love Indian food, bro. Yo, me too, bro. <laughs> Yo, it hits. Three. Yeah, 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 I love Yo, it, bro. Lawrence don't love Indian food. That grounded goat, what you mean? What <laughs> <laughs> you mean, bro? I had it the other day. It was spicy. It was so, <laughs> Yo, that food be so good, bro. Yeah, Jesus, bro. man. Right. And we got another five from Joyboy56. It says, Shanks is a swordsman. Mihawk is the world's strongest swordsman. Mm. Shanks fans be doing mental gymnastics. Um, <laughs> listen, I know y'all have talked about it already a little bit with the Shanks and Mihawk stuff. I mm -hmm. think for the most part, this pod, the people on here, we do look at Shanks as a swordsman, but that just means that as far as swordsmanship goes, Mihawk is his, his superior. That doesn't mean he would beat him in a fight. Shanks can yeah. put the sword down and still scrap. I don't have that same feeling for Mihawk. And there's at also least, hockey. Yeah, like, like on you could be superior sword skill wise, but then it's like, all right, where's your hockey at? Because that's mm -hmm. what actually matters. Like Big Mom's a swordsman, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? She still yeah. has a devil fruit that she's utilizing that doesn't have anything to do with that sword. And, like, and to piggyback off that point though, right? A lot of people were using Oda had this image of all the swordsmen, right, drawn into one picture. Mm -hmm. That's and, not a real picture, by the way. Huh? That was just like a fan made picture. It was but a fan made. Yeah, but he commented on it. He commented yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, okay. he commented on it. Okay, yeah, because yeah. a lot of the, a lot of Mihao fans were using that. Oh as, yeah. Oh, Shanks is in the photo, but also Law was in there, right? Right. And when you ask people. Is Law really a swordsman? I mean, according to Oda, he is, right? But he really relies heavily on his devil fruit. Mm -hmm. So his swordsmanship is not really there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are people out there that have Law yeah. stronger than Zoro. But if you ask who's a better swordsman, you're going to say Zoro. Yeah. 
Showdown. We had a super chat from somebody from Japan. I think they were from Tokyo, or or was it um, Kyoto? Kyoto, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, um, Eris Chan, I believe it was, had specifically mentioned that like the kanji, the reading of Mihawk's title, is in reference to like the skill. Yes, that's what of his sword, not strength. It's not about. Mm. It's not world's strongest swordsman. It's literally world's most skilled swordsman, mm. or most yeah. like rec- Like you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Accomplished swordsman. Specifically, it's not oh I'm stronger than everybody because yeah. I have a sword. You have exactly. a sword, you're my inferior. That's not exactly what Odo was trying to portray. Wow. We got like true confirmation too off like the you know. And I, I just wow. want to add it just like that, where go my skill wise. Mihawk's one of the very few people like, for example, when we first saw Mihawk when on right before Riate, when people shot at him, what did he do? Did he cut the bullets? No. He just went and they turned away from him. We they used the, they call it gentle sword stop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Going playing onto his skill when we first seen him, his skill was mainly showed. Not overwhelming strength or power was his skill, his graceness with the sword. Showing his skill from the get, why he has that title. Again, going with Spencer, the, the greatest swordsman as in his skill wise, not the most overpowered or like hockey wise, you know, and right. that in that play. So. I think you said it well earlier. I don't think anybody here is saying Mihawk's a bomb, Mihawk's weak. Exactly. Right. He just not be in shakes in a in a fight, yeah. and it's Beyond also it's, it's because of hockey. It's it has yeah. to be because of hockey. Yeah, I think that's the like like that's the most obvious answer. Like if it's anything else, cool, you can say whatever else. But I think it's hockey. Once it's hockey's involved, it's different game, bro. So Shanks is a hockey man. Yeah. I don't use those terms. See, I don't use those terms. <laughs> no, I, I still consider Shanks a swordsman. Huh? I do. No, but no, that... but hold on, hold on. But the, I think the hockey man just gets a negative review just because the name sounds stupid. But realistically, was Roger not a hockey man? 100% he was. I just don't, yeah. I don't no, care no, for no, the no, term. No, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, like, the, I don't, is Luffy <laughs> a hockey man? Like, I'm not, I'm not calling you a hockey man, bro. Yo, Luffy, more but, but regardless, though. though, when Luffy stopped using the devil fruit and just fought Kaido hybrid, mm-hmm. was he not a hockey man? Again, maybe I just have a mental block about the word. No, the, yeah. blur, the word itself is exactly. just goofy to me. Like, it's been, no it's been criminalized. It. It's just, yeah. yo, everybody who fights at this level is using hockey. Exactly. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just a thing of the series, right? So, right. like, hockey, man, whatever, bro. Like, yeah. you're using whatever you use to fight people. Exactly. Right. That doesn't mean you're relying on this specific thing. It doesn't mean you're relying on this specific thing. It's just... Right. Put it this is, way. Yeah. Put it this way. Garp. Hockey, man? Yes. Yeah. By, so, the, by so the way, the terminology works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? But like, see, I think it's like when I I'm thinking of it kind of um, I think of Rayleigh, right? Mm. Rayleigh is a swordsman, but we've seen Rayleigh fight without his sword plenty of times using elite hockey. I think it's kind of like you know when you're thinking of Roger, you're thinking of Shanks. They kind of all come from that same sort of ilk, right? Mm. Where it's kind of like they use a sword, right? And they are swordsmen. But, like, the sword is really kind of like a tool to really amplify their hockey versus, you know, Mihawk, Odin, you know, Zoro. They're really trying to master, like, the art of swordsmanship right. down to the point where Zoro grabs Enma and he's is drawing the hockey out of his body, right? Oh, all perfect, these different perfect example, yeah. bro. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's real. Like, I, I would want to see, like, if Zoro picks up Yoru, what would happen? You know, like, every sword also has their own type of, like, vibe, their own mm-hmm. personality. So, like, if you have greater sword skills, mm-hmm. you should be able to wield, you know, the supreme grade blades and all that stuff. So, I think it's, I think there is a difference mm-hmm. in, in all those things. Yeah. People, people, like, not to men, they don't, like, like to just mention the fact that when Zoro was given Shusui, right? Mm-hmm. The sword didn't demand anything from him, but it was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. It didn't demand anything from it. But remember, it's also a higher grade than what Enma is. Oh, that is true. Shoe Sweet. No. Wasn't it not? Is it? Is it? Enma was in a lower grade than Shoe Sweet, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure Larry's right. No. Emma's not, not a supreme grade sport. It's not a supreme. And but she, she is. No, no. Is so there's, there's um, 50, something like that, and then there's 21, and, and then there's, there's 12. 12. Yeah. Emma's not part of the 12. Oh, Emma's not part of the 12. Only no, no. your room. But the reason why is because... No, I know yeah. Emma's not part of the... Yeah. Wait. Emma's not part of the 12. Emma's part of the 21? That's yes. why we need Lionel. No, no, yeah, this is why we need Lionel. <laughs> Lionel knows all this, yeah. bro. He's part of the 21, but it said that Emma can be... Uh, upgraded to a higher grade if it was turned black through battle. So that's the way you could even argue where Shuichi is not because while it's black, it it is now in the twenty one. So we don't mm-hmm. know if it stayed there or was it part of the fifty then graded to twenty one because oh. it's black and already. So basically, Ryuma turned a very low grade sword to like a high grade sword instead of a supreme grade sword just because of the level of craftsmanship that it was at already. Well, we don't know if it was part of the 21 already, but even though it didn't, whatever it is, it didn't jump to the 20. Yeah, 12. so I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Shishui is one of the great blades. Um, yeah. So is Enma, but they're on the same level while Shishui is already blackened. Okay. Technically, if That's Enma probably saying. gets blackened, it would go up rise to the 12. To Supreme and it would be like the 13. We don't have any well, real. Well, yeah. the, point, <laughs> the point I was trying to make was even though the sword may be black, it might not demand anything from Mihawk anyway. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. Like, it, it might not. Yeah. So it could act very much well where, like, Zoro wasn't demanded of hockey, but Enmo was asking for that. So at the end of the day, Mihawk kind of got to be a hockey man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man. And yeah. I will add, though. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I will add, though. It may, it may not demand everything, but it still has its own presence. Like, when Zoro first started using it, remember mm. when he did, like, the flying bait techniques? Mm-hmm. And how uh, Shishui consumed the other blades flying blade to think to like and overpowered it, yeah. right? So showing it had a presence alone when also Zoro uh, was trying to do a move and his will he wanted to cut this person deeper than Zoro wanted to, and he's like, whoa, right there. So it wasn't adding anything, but it still had its own presence, its own will of its own to act, and Zoro still had to gain control over it. Yeah, I think the hockey aspect is just the point we were trying to make. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go into more super chats, because yeah. I don't, I don't want to spend all day on the super chats. Even though we love super chats, guys, believe me. Sorry, I don't want to make it sound like stop doing it or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, I do want to ask like two questions, and then we'll go to the super chats, and then we'll take phone calls. Um, have you ever taken phone calls? No, from the community. No, no. no. It's an I, experience. I, I, yeah, experience, I, I responded bro. to comments, but I never, I've never done the. <laughs> Prepare yourself, bro. Baby Wild. Baby Wild. All right, so we didn't talk about this last episode because I completely forgot, and I think it's only right we should talk about it now. But um, in chapter ten ninety eight, Oda wrote on the cover story, uh, well, the reader's request, that he wasn't able to fully dish out the art. That he was supposed to give uh and we saw the chapter it was a little scruffed up mm-hmm. um i guess what are our thoughts on this and we'll start with you like what do you think the reason was or you know any of your thoughts regarding like why he wasn't able to for the first time in a long time not be able to complete a chapter i mean oda has been putting up numbers since i can remember like mm-hmm. it really me oda if oda wants to take a month go ahead like oda you've <laughs> earned it um but I did see a lot of people thought it was very interesting how, you know, the emotional moments kind of were amplified mm. by accident because of the artwork. Right. And, and I kind of did have to agree. I mean, <laughs> it really made it hit home, you mm-hmm. know, seeing the emotional moments with Kuma and everything because you're seeing, like, the lines look 
stressed out too. Yes. You know, so it helped carry that and make those scenes uh, pop a little more for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seb? I agree. Um, I had brought it up a little bit in our chapter review about, like, Kuma's face shaking and us not even seeing uh, Ginny. Mm. Like, it mm-hmm. made it more impactful, made me feel more angry about the, the situation. And it made me feel like I was reading it from Kuma's perspective more than I think I would have gotten if it was, you know, just regularly drawn. That said, it does raise a little bit of a concern for me. Um, Oda did just have the eye surgery. I don't know if that played a major factor into why he couldn't get the, the artwork out the way he wanted to, whether it was a surgery, whether it was just the timeline of, you know, jump and how they work, you know, the, the, their mangakas. But, you know, like you said, if Oda wants to take some time off, right. he's earned it. I think it would be much obliged. It would be much appreciated for us to get the absolute apex of what the artwork of One Piece can be. Because when Oda's in his bag, he's not the best artist, in my opinion, as far as the actual artwork and drawing and, like, scale, like, you know, uh, shading and things. But he can be pretty top tier with yeah. his with his art. I think uh, we've always mentioned it before, Larry, the uh, Fishman Island, Ryokyu Tower or whatever the it is. The kingdom. The palace. Yeah, that it's was It's one of crazy. the most beautiful shots I've seen. That was um, crazy. And some of these cover arts, color spreads that he's done have been amazing. But... Overall, the the panel to panel work isn't top tier. I think that's one of the few knocks I've ever had on Oda, right. as far as where he ranks, as in comparison to other mangakas. But he can produce elite yeah. stuff. So if he needs time off, take it. Um, yeah. This is a pretty like peak arc uh, to do it in, so it'd be rough yeah. <laughs> for us to get a break in Egghead. Yeah. Um, and we already took a break, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in general, <laughs> like I want what's best for One Piece yeah. at all times. So. If Oda needs a break, take it, bro. You've earned it. It's been decades now. Like, it's not like, oh, I've been doing this for a while. It's been decades. Yeah. So do what you got to do. Um, I don't think it's going to be a major concern going forward. I think that's, like, the the thing that people are t- talking about, whether it's going to be something that's consistent and, like, whether there will be a drop-off in art quality going forward. I don't think those are going to be the case. I don't think Oda would allow himself to get to that point. But who knows? All right. Law? Now, I think you guys hit it all on the nail on the head with that, what you guys were saying. I totally agree. And I just thought it was interesting, though, too, is that the section where it looks like the roughest is also like where Kuma's going through like this rough time. He's going through war, and his mind is not really where it is usually is. Like, he's not himself, right? And then we see Kuma the way he's drawn. He's not... He, He's not himself in a way, too, because he looks, like you said, his body looks shaky, and he's going through this war, and he's thinking about how he can't save his uh, best friend, also a potential love of his life, right? But what I'm going to bring it up is that is when later on in the chapter, after the after the section, is where the the drawings get back to what we're used to, mm-hmm. you know? So it just kind of fit perfectly through this time where they're like this rough patch where they're going through is where the, the drawings look rough. So it added to it was like you kind of see, like, not just Kuma, but all of them are going through this rough time because it's still, like Larry always brings out, that thing where they didn't save Jenny is still weighing on them. It's been two years, but they didn't get over it. It's Jenny, bro. Jenny, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jenny, but it's weighing on them that they didn't get past it. Like, you know, it's still heavy on their minds. And you see it through Kuma's behavior, right? Where he's just throwing himself into battle, probably looking to, like, even just pass himself, you know? Because all the battle is going to, like, even Ivanka up saying that you need to take time to rest. You're, good, you're doing too much. For all this, it could have been too much where Kuma didn't make it out of this battle. But for all we know, this could have been what he wanted. It's like, what's the point? I couldn't even save Ginny. What, why Why live, you know? But I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I can is go into battle. And we saw that through that rough patch there. Do you think it was intentional by Oda to do it that way then? No? No. 
I mean, this is it some is of the darkest stuff he's written. Yeah, in the yeah. series, it it could have been intentional, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Kuma got the saddest backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to go there. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I've I've been a very big advocate advocator of like just pause the anime, bro. Like take your time with it, and. I think because I, I know you said because it's such a great arc that like stopping right now would be kind of tough. I think it would be tough for us. Mm -hmm. But anything to make something better, take your time with. Just because I know that these mangekas are being treated so terribly. Mm -hmm. We've had Kubo from Bleach mm -hmm. be the prime example of how much of a sweatshop being a mangeka can be. And we also just had recently like reports of Mappa with their yeah. their animators being in sweatshops at this point and producing animes three hours before it comes out. Yeah. So it's like nothing like corporate greed, bro. Yeah. And so Oda has cool. had health concerns before. So I think, yo, just let the dude take a break. Let him figure out whatever he has to figure out. Let him come back. But also, you don't have to produce a chapter each week. I don't think as fans, we need that. Mm. Everybody's like, yo, we want One Piece to be longer. If Oda can't extend the story, then give us the best quality of the end. Give us the time you need to produce whatever you need to. The same way uh, Kishimoto did with uh, the end of Naruto, when, uh, of Shippuden. When Naruto and Sasuke were fighting, he took like four weeks off in order to draw that last chapter. Yeah. And what ended up happening was everybody loved the response of it. And I think that's like you don't need the the, the currency right now. Invest. Mm -hmm. It's going to pay off way later. Right. And that's like economics 101. Two, two things. I put a poll in the chat. Should Oda take a break after Egghead? It is 94% yes right now. So that's kind of crazy. Feeling that. I didn't think it would be that extreme. It's 92 yeah. now, but that's extreme. That's extreme. And two, um, I, I've always said we've always me and the twins have always said. Imagine if One Piece was a monthly manga. Oh my god! Like you're getting sixty to seventy chap pages per chapter of Oda's writing, where you get four basically chapters in a row, you know, or three and a half chapters in a row of content mm -hmm. per chapter. Mm. You know what it is? They it have a bad. Insane. They have a bad yeah. taste in their mouth because mm -hmm. of one Boruto. Mm. They they saw like the monthly chapters coming out and some of the artwork wasn't great. And then they also had Dragon Ball Super, which was doing monthly, and the arcs weren't great. But the thing is, the difference between those two is that they're not Oda. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like yeah. they're just not Oda, bro. Like, he, he has his team. He has everything flowing like he needs yeah. it to. Like, it's going to come out great, but, like, yo, give him, like, a couple more hours of sleep. I will say this. He need to train somebody to draw like him yeah. and tell him the ending. Because so if you, something happened, exactly. I need and that. I yo, need that feeling, That's bro. the scary part. Because have you ever read Berserk? Like all of it? Uh, yeah, I read most of it. No, all right. not all of it. I'm not. So the ending is like what people were wanting most, but the guy ended up passing away. Right. So it's like we'll never get the true ending that we were supposed to get. And I think I'm fearful because I love One Piece so much that like that can happen if like our boy is not taking care of himself or right. like the corporate itself is pushing him too hard. Right. And yeah. it's like I know that Oda has enough power to push back. But I don't think he would because he's so used to doing this in his everyday life. Like, it happens with us as humans, right? We do something every day, mm -hmm. every single day. And then it's like we stop and then we kind of, like, lose identity. Yeah. We lose purpose. We lose promise. We lose ambition in, in, a, in a weird way. But for me, I feel like, nah, like, he can he can just chill. Like, he can chill for a little bit, yo, and then st still keep grinding. But don't put the timelines on him. 
Right. I think that would just make everything better. Yeah. And Togashi actually did that too. Togashi uh, yeah. just just released uh, you know some some endings, possible endings for for Hunter, just in case. I saw that on IG. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's funny because he stopped with Hunter Hunter because he felt too pressured, and then Yu Yu Hakusho, which is by far one of the greatest animes of all time, mm-hmm. we felt it fall off because he faced that same type of mentality where he was like, "Yo, I'm pushing this out, and I don't love this anymore." Right. Low key, Oda need to go on strike, bro. <laughs> they were saying I'm that so the animators serious. should do the the how do you say the SAGF uh, the the writer strike. The, oh, the writers uh, guild. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, uh, they SAG, should they yeah. should do that in ja- Japan. Listen, bro, it's different over there. If bro. I'm Oda, run me my check, bro. I need another <laughs> fifty million and not yen. Yo, Oda's <laughs> a Oda's a lifeline for for jumping all that over there right now. Like, yeah. They understand. They understand. Back you know that I mean? brings Chuck up to my crib. That's why. That's why Toei. That's why Toei. Every time they adapt One Piece, it's like half a chapter per episode. They're like slow <laughs> down. Please, yeah. please. I, they gotta milk it. I was gonna add. Oda's like Batman. He just needs prep time. <laughs> Give him his prep time, man. Uh, well, also real quick, I yeah. want to add. Even they talk about the Mangaku thing in Hajino Ipo. Remember? Oh man. With um, that uh. So in Hydrino Ipo, in the manga, there is a manga artist inside um, the, the, the manga, manga itself. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of breaks down his struggles as trying to become, or struggling as a mangaku. Like, remember that? Oh, yeah, the I stress they go under, all that stuff. And it's like, it's, Yo, it's tough. It's don't rough. bring up Morikawa, bro. He be dropping seven page chapters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and there be no development, bro. It'll be nothing that happened. It'll be people reacting to whatever happened in the last chapter. Bro. Tough. Seven pages, bro. Bro, we talking about a mangaka inside man. of a mangaka, bro. I can't, <laughs> It's mangaka-ception, bro. <laughs> it's like, he's not even real, bro. You complaining about him. Ipo's so good, but like... I love Ipo. Mori Kawa. Really you you read Ipo? I, 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 I'm not all the way caught up on anything, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not no all spoilers. the way caught up. No spoilers, bro. Tired of y'all. All right, anyway, let's hit, like, four Super Chats, and then I want to go to the next question. All right, we got another 20 from Mika Lovec. Lokovec. It says, Miok has zero feet. He is a Vista victim. See, that takes it too far. Yeah, see? And y'all, y'all be saying we slander Mihawk. Yo, that's slander him, bro. That's wild. He has feet, Zero feet, They're just not bro. impressive. It's <laughs> so I don't even know that part. <laughs> I, I, you can't say zero fees because he has yeah. legs. But this is where we go with the whole thing where like uh where you kept saying uh what Mihawk is that he's supposed to be the world's greatest swordsman, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like we feel that we're not really being re- he's not being portrayed as that. Yeah. Because same same put we have because I'm gonna use the Shanks argument here, right? Because they say he's supposed to be greater than Shanks. We should have Shanks literally just ha- not even halfway unseat his sword and shut down an arrow. He chubbed it, bro. Yeah. That was okay. like, he choted it. Okay. Quarter zip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And with his and with his with his cockers. That's crazy. And with, see, they wild. <laughs> and with his cockers, shut down an amro. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we have me Mihawk jumping on all uh, on the yo, sword with yo, all four yo, limbs. Chill out, bro. I was going with I'm not one the Luffy thing. I, to me, it's Luffy. He's kind of like you know. But the Vista thing. Lawrence, we want to say plot armor so bad. Yo, he really do. Bro. <laughs> we ain't gotta get into it's, it though, Lawrence. No, no. But I think the Vista yeah. thing to me, 
you can't explain the Visa yeah, thing. Yeah. You this can is, explain it. No, Visa should have no business really stopping me, Hook. I'm come sorry. on, bro. No. Come on, bro. Let's just get to the next super Y'all gotta bro. stop downplaying Vista. He liked that no. a little bit. We got another five from Joel Nuno. It says, What if the Seraphims introduced right now prototypes and the real Seraphim would be a Roger Seraphim? I, I hate it, bro. I wouldn't care for it. I know we've talked about Roger Seraphims in the past on this mm. podcast. How, how do you feel about that showdown? Yeah. Uh, would, would Vegapunk have access to, to Roger? He would. I don't know why he wouldn't. They executed they, him. Remember? Yeah, they executed him. The Marines did that. He was in prison. I guess. They I could, mean, he so has all the things that all those he needs, warlords. He just had. needs like a drop of blood or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I, uh, you know, I wouldn't like it. Mm. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess it's possible. It's like Edo Tensei. Yeah. From Naruto. Yeah. I don't think they would because I wonder if like the the D factor plays into it. And the D always plays into the, it. <laughs> and it was like, for example, seeing how they kind of play true to their characters a little bit. What if uh, you wouldn't? You can't control a D like that, like someone from the D clan. Mm. You know, they're so, just gonna be just gonna reflect their stuff, and now you just created another Roger. Yeah, like, it's funny you said. That. I had that thought process. We we talked about the conquerors aspect, like yeah. the ones with the conqueror spirit. They seem to be bucking the trend or not exactly listening all the way like boa parts of her character are still in with her character we speculated what it can mean for dofi um i didn't think about it with the d clan though yeah. i didn't so as yeah. long as we don't get an ace or roger seraphim i'm good yeah. uh, <laughs> one, <laughs> let's do one more yeah. and then get the next question we got another uh two from joyboy56 it says mihawk did mihawk teach zoro hockey or skill both I think. yeah i would say he, he did both yeah. for sure yeah. You can't say Mihawk doesn't have hockey. Yeah. No, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this has been uh, going through the rounds. And I'm not too shocked, but I didn't think it would become such a big deal. So Bonnie is a topic of conversation right now in the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, she was confirmed to be 12. Yes. Her age. But... Mm. She's been uh, sexualized through figurines, and even Oda himself has drawn her in a few chapters where, like, her cheeks are completely out on Tuesday, and uh, she's, like, doing splits, and she's half naked when we first see her, basically. So uh, I just wanted to ask you gentlemen what you thought about the current topic of Bonnie being 12 and this happening. Uh, like, what's your, what's your actual thoughts? And we'll start with you. Um, I mean... I, I think, because again, I think there was a moment in time where I, I want to say maybe it was an SBS or something, where at first it was saying that Bonnie was like in her 20s or something. I mm-hmm. told you. And then there was something that came out like that. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought it was good. And then later, come to find out, I'm like, <laughs> you're reading recent chapters and it's like, wait, the timeline's not matching up. What do you mean five years ago, seven years ago, and Bonnie's this age? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I understand from the community's perspective, you know what I mean? Especially us in the West, you know, it's like, yeah. once you find out the age, <laughs> shut it down. It's mm-hmm. done. Um, I get it. Uh, you know, I guess what was Oda thinking, I can't tell you. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a tough conversation to have. You know, I, I really don't know what he was thinking, mm-hmm. I guess, because you really didn't have to make her, you know, underage. Like, you were already setting her up to be you know mm-hmm. i mean you even drew in moments where like blackbeard was shooting a shot like 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at that point, it's like everyone was already set on Bonnie's a grown woman. And mm-hmm. then you find out that she's a kid. And it's like, ah, well, that was weird, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not FBI. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. I forgot that he hasn't heard the sound. I knew it was coming. Yeah, Marvin doing it. Right? Marvin on one, bro. Marvin, Marvin. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, Law, we'll shoot it at you. Pause. That sounded crazy. Yeah. My bad, Law. Bruh. Yeah, that was wild. I'm just going to continue. Um, so, yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't really, like, um, I didn't think about it too much because it's like, I just kind of like, she's 12. I wasn't really thinking about Bonnie. But that r- does raise an issue, like, again, like, why did Oda, like, you know, because, yeah, we mainly seen her in her grown-up form. When we first introduced her, is in her grown-up form. The majority of we see her, we've seen her maybe, like I said before, in her kid form once when she tackled Zoro, right? To me, that would have been the only time we saw her in her real, actual 12-year-old, you know, uh, age, right? But besides that, we see her either really old lady or probably looking around like Nami's age, you know? So now we see her, like, she's really your age, like, pretty much. I wonder what Oda was, like, why, especially you had those those people, like, you said, Blackbeard trying to shoot the shot or whatever, right? But then also, too, you have, I don't know, you have a weird situation like that where you have, like, Kimimon and Kiku, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, where Sanji got jealous of uh, Kiku and said, no, we're, we're just friends. It was like, but you should know that that's a man, like, you know? Like, mm-hmm. pretty much, like, why is that even, like, you're getting off us? No, I, I have a wife that... No, that's a, it's a guy. It's not even in topic, but whatever. So I honestly didn't think about it too much because it's, um, you, you know, I don't pay attention to stuff like that with the all right. the waifu and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Seb? <laughs> all right. Um, so it is, you know, a little weird, obviously. Like Shonen said, in the West, once you get the age, it's like, all right, we're, that's a no. Mm-hmm. Um, in Otis' part, I kind of get it. The sexualization is a little weird, but like, some of that is a little off of his plate. Like, he's not making all the figurines. I don't think he has final say on what figurines get made, et cetera. Um, but, like, if you want people to think that she is an adult so that you can have this be a twist, which it technically is, that's how characters of that age are written in the story, right? So, like, it's weird because it's One Piece and they're pirates and, like, like you said with Blackbeard, like his whole thought process was I'll make you my woman and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's weird to go back and see those things, right? Right. But because those things took place, people were of the mindset she was of age, right? And that was the point, to make you think that she's this age when in reality she's this child. It, it adds to the, like, dynamic of her character. She's trying to be an adult and dealing with adult-type situations mm. when in reality... She's just 12 years old. She's a child. So, like, if it wasn't so, like, jarring, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be a problem. Um, like like Larry said, and even in that kid, like, he didn't need to draw her as sexualized as he has in the panels. Like, that is that one is on order. Like, I said the figurines and things, it's not necessarily on him. But, like, we've seen her half naked. Fully naked, I think, even. Like, I think she took her shirt off and was wringing it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Side boob, all that. So, like... Yes, that version of her as a character, that age that she's in is of age, but mentally she's not, right? Yeah. And, like, that's that weird dynamic that she's going to have to heat with Nami, I mean, uh, with Bonnie, because of what the situation is. But, like, if your goal is to make everyone think a character is this age, 
that's what he was doing. And then it's like, all right, now the reveal is that she's not. So I don't think it's a huge issue. I think the problem is the history of Japan, um, more so than it is on Oda. And I'll, I'll even push back on what I just said just now. Oda's relationships with other people, namely mangakas, that have had those pedo kind of situations going on. Mm. Um, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. he's had friendships with people that have done some stuff. Right. Or at least been accused of some stuff. So, don't lean into that, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't think it's a huge problem, personally. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, for me, I think if you have a problem with Bonnie, then you have to have a problem with Momonosuke, right? Mm. Has he been sexualized? Yeah, but has, has he? I don't I mean, know if he's been sexualized. That's the difference. I mean... He's a child jumping into a he woman's is. bath, mm-hmm. being in women's bathrobes, all that stuff. That was when he was a child. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So yeah. if yeah. you if you have a problem with Bonnie, then you have to have a problem with Momonosuke. You're right. But for me, it's like, yeah, Momonosuke is 28 now. He's a grown man. Yeah. Still has the mind of an eight-year-old. But if you don't have a problem with Momonosuke, then you don't have a problem with Bonnie doing what she's doing. Because at the end of the day, yes, she's 12, but she's aged up to the point where she's at that level where she could do stuff like that. And that's why Oda must have drawn her like that. He would never do that if she was eight. So I think that's like unfair to like reach that hard on Oda mm-hmm. and you not have the same thoughts about Momo. Yeah, I'm, that makes sense. Yeah, because when she's an old woman, is she not an old woman? Like, mm-hmm. is she not... And the body of an old woman, the you know, she has all those characteristics. That's her. Right. So I think people are like reaching, bro. Like th- that's one of the conversations where I was just like, yo, this is like, y'all doing too much. Yeah, again, I think it's y'all because, making something out of nothing. Bro. I think it's because of the history yeah. that exists with mangakas and even more specifically friends of Oda that it's become bigger than it probably should be. But you know, that's how it go. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was my point. We but, ain't canceling Oda, bro. Yeah, we ain't canceling <laughs> Oda, bro. Y'all need to stop canceling other people, too. <laughs> because those figurines are made of her when she's, like, the age that's, you know, a bit, like, right. acceptable. Figurine, bro. Yeah. She can live to that age in story, and that would be, like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Nah, that's a little, that's a little wild. Nah, yeah, 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 that's wild. All right, let's get through all the Super Chats. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's try not to, like, spend, like, 20 minutes on each one. And then... We'll get into phone calls. Yeah. I want to hear from the people. We got another $2 from Jamal D. It says, yo, how y'all feeling today? Panel of goats. I'm feeling good. I was late. <laughs> yeah, you were late, bro. I, was late. I feel good. Feel yeah. great, man. I'm yeah. happy to be here. I'm cool. happy to be here. We got Shonen Showdown in here. Bro. Yeah, we do, bro. <laughs> we I was trying to get him and Jared on here yeah. together, yeah. Where are Sundays at, bro? Yo, I yelled at him, bro. I told him stop doing it for he these holes, bro. He in the <laughs> chat, bro. Yo, chill, chill out, bro. Oh, my bad, Come bro. on, man. My bad. <laughs> Yo, but the hoes are everything. Come on, bro. We know oh, this. These hoes is the answer to everything. They anyway. are, bro. <laughs> when they <laughs> asked me if I wanted to do this podcast, I was like, yeah, for the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working out well, bro. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we got another 28 from DimDim210. It says, I got a theory that Zoe, Zoe's punishment was... Being a buccaneer on Joy Boy's crew, so they punished him to turn him into that big elephant. That's the reason he heard Luffy's heartbeat because he's a buccaneer. Mm. It might be a bit of a reach, but maybe. Interesting. Yeah. It's not a crazy reach, but it is a reach. I feel like they seem to enslave or just murk you if you were a buccaneer. I don't know if they 
forcing you to be an elephant. But I would know how they would turn him. Del fruit. Yeah, so, yeah it'd have to be some mythical. Like, we give it mythical zone del fruit. Yeah. But how is that a punishment though? You get you just granted him this crazy power. Oh, you mean how are they like? Well, Forcing him to walk. Well, the, the thing is, we, we know that it's conscious now, right? But if I was to add on to the theory, I could be like, well, we know Zoans lose themselves, right? Mm-hmm. What if he was like a weak-willed mm. Buccaneer who lost the the power dynamic to the Zoan, mm. became fully the Zoan, and then after time, after 800 years, he eventually gained back control. Mm. But he wasn't able to like get out of the Zoan form. He just stayed in it. But that also doesn't make sense because then he's walking in like the ocean. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to add one thing quick. Uh, oh, I just want to make I kind of thought of something. Um, now I said before uh, how he knows the exact beat of like Kuma's dad knows the beat of um, Joe Boy's heartbeat. Like how would he know he was able to hear when Momo wasn't able to hear and everything? It just hit me because remember I told you before I mentioned on the podcast about that book that Bonnie was reading, and I believe it's like Nika's Bible. It might just have the the melody played in that book. That's probably why he knows it. Because his dad was probably reading that book. Yeah. It hit me later on. And I was just like, oh, that's probably where they heard it from. So he might not exactly hear it physically, right. but it might be in the book itself that Bonnie was reading where it mentioned uh, about Nika and in the sky and stuff like that. And also if we get a flashback of like Joy Boy, I just want to see him dirty whining, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm serious, bro. I just want to see something ignorant. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. We got another $5 super chat from Shar Jamil. It says, imagine Kuma waiting for his memories to make their way back to him. Then Bonnie comes and takes it. She's oh, wow. A, she's a villain. <laughs> she's a villain. <laughs> Why she keep memories from him? Oh, man. I don't... It's possible that was the plan, but that yeah. that would be tragic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, tragic. Kuma's tragic. been through enough already. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Wait, so he's trying to say the memories she got to like, oh, to accept what happened? They, they like, were supposed to come, come back. back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's rough, man. Oh, you think Oda would do that? That's yeah. crazy. Listen, man. Oda be wilding. So. It's like, you did this to me, buddy. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got another 10 from J.D. Cervantes. It says, I wasn't a fan of Larry slash Dragon Takes, but hearing more makes me understand and appreciate a different point of view. Much love from Dallas to the TOPT crew and Shonen Showdown. And guys, like the vid with a heart. Thank you. Yo, thank you for showing love to Shonen Showdown, man. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you for showing love to Larry. That's a prime example. You don't have to agree with every take. You got to be able to understand the perspective, y'all. Yeah. People can have their own opinions, man. We got another five from Project Iceman. Kuma has been going through it. I thought Sanji's backstory had Oda going. No, let me finish. But Kuma's story was heartbreaking, and it's not finished. Yeah, yeah I think Shonen said it earlier. It's probably the saddest backstory in One Piece. Yeah. It is, it's because it's still ongoing. It's mm-hmm. like, right. oh, my right. God. You, you know what it is? Because it's not just a backstory, technically. This is like Kuma's whole life yeah. being told to us yeah. through the backstory. Like, right. normally it's one moment in time for these people. This is like, nah, it's just a tragic person's life. Here, right. here you go. So and he's such a good guy too, like yeah. he's yeah. authentic, yeah. like real, genuine person. You know? Plus, we, Dragon ain't spin a block. So. No, I'm playing. <laughs> we don't feel that way about Sanji, right? So, that's <laughs> <a good thing. laughs> Shonen, uh, Shonen said it best. <laughs> oh, I miss Sanji slander. 
No, he just said I was trying oh, to say okay. he said Kuma's like such a good guy. And Sanji's I'm like, yeah, a good guy. Bro. They're both altruistic, bro. Sanji's just a perv. What is no? But what did his sister say? Sanji's like truly the most the nicest person. He's not nicer than Kuma. Not nicer than Kuma, but like yeah, he's yeah. generally like he went back for his his family, his to save his siblings. Like you know, where it's like there's no incentive to do so. The way they treated you and how they stole. Yeah, and, and then he kicked his captain in the face. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> we got another five from Alan Wells. It says, do y'all think Oda not giving Whitebeard a cool child was a missing a missed opportunity? Roger had Ace, Garp had Dragon, and Luffy. Whitebeard had Weevil, bruh. <laughs> um, I think that's the point. Yeah. Right of his character, he's trying to have a family and like can't. So like he has this found family. I think yeah. if you give him a cool son to be this like dope figure, it kind of defeats the purpose. I don't know if Weevil is his actual son or if it's a clone or whatever's going on, but right. the point of Whitebeard is, yo, I want these things. I can't get them. I'm the strongest man in the world. I can obtain anything I want in the world, but I can't obtain this one thing, so I have to create it another way. Right. That's the point. To yeah. me, anyway. Oh, yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I agree. And also, you can't always have cool-looking sons. Oda goes <laughs> pre- <laughs> No, because, like, Oda goes into, like, what? He doesn't want everyone looking the same. He likes people looking weird, bizarre, different body sizes and all that stuff. So that's cool. He's into Oda's writing style. Marco funny, looks cool. It's funny that Lauren says this, okay, but, like, he'd want it. his kids to look cool. <laughs> of course! Who doesn't want his kids to look cool, right? He said, that's other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad dad, Lauren. <laughs> Bad dad, You're not supposed to care what your kid looks like. Yeah, bro. What kind of person you are you? This is not the point. Bro. This is not the point. That's the right. point, man. That's not the point I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying accept the weaver for what he looks like. Y'all going... Y'all accept your son. Accept meat meat, man. He out there. <laughs> <laughs> A hey, weevil, one man army, though. <laughs> hey, we got another five from the broker. What's up, broker? It says, Does this mean that in capturing Bonnie, that Blackbeard never used the yami yami on her, revealing her real age? By the way, hi to Seb and Shonen Showdown. Thank you so much, yeah. broker. So just forget Lawrence and Larry. You know, like, thank you for showing them love. Okay. Appreciate you, bro. Um, it's bo- yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know that Bonnie's strong enough that you'd Or require. Blackbeard is just devious. Ah, <laughs> man. Ah. I'll say yeah, this. It's the pirate world. Ba- based off the time period it was, like he yeah. had just got the, the, the girl, girl, it's possible he was just flexing that, you know? It's, po- it's but, possible. But the whole thing is like... He was he, flexing something. <laughs> but then he would see that she was 12 and you would still be like, I'm a... That's what Larry was implying. Yeah. I'm saying, what Broker's saying is that he didn't use it, didn't see that she was 12. What I'm saying is... He could have handled Bonnie without using it. Things is getting dark. But if you want to think about it, right? <laughs> if, if, funny, if, funny, if, funny. That was a good point. <laughs> that was a good point. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, let's keep going. Oh. We got another two from Pimp Chip. It says, my girl and I are doing better thanks for the prayers. I, I must have missed that. I hope you're all right, Chimp. Yeah, um, facts, bro. Yeah, pimping, though. We got another five from Siri and W. It says... Been listening on Spotify for a while. Finally able to ask a question live. Do y'all think Rio would break C Prism Stone as a Devil Fruit user? Yeah. I would think so, yeah. I, I would think so. They would I, have to. I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. I think you need Conker's Hockey. No. For C Stone Prism? Yeah. I don't know. I like to think that C Stone is, is stronger. Like, Rio isn't the end all be all, but Conker is supposed to be, right? I mean, yeah, but all right. Uh, <laughs> There's also levels of sea stone, so yeah, 
Yeah. We got another five from Jamal D. It says, probably not the first to think, but so, but y'all think Zoe could be Queen Lily. That makes the most sense to me. Oh, wow. Mm. That would be crazy. That would be kind of wild. That's the first time I ever heard that. It changed her voice to this old man. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Mm, Possible, for sure. Uh, We got another two from Kyron Calhoun. It says, Larry versus Seb equals what fight in One Piece? (laughs) Blackbeard versus Ace. Oh, wow. 100%. Who Blackbeard? I'm not doing a laugh, man. I'm not doing a laugh. Uh, Larry? It'd be that. It would be that. See, yeah. <laughs> there it is. We you wouldn't win, win though. <laughs> You're not winning. Who, who won? Who won? <laughs> you, you just said it would be that, and somebody won. No, we breaking plot. And it was one. <laughs> and it, and it was one, bro. We're breaking plot, bro. And it was one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we got another. Two month membership to Nakama status from Diamond Life. It says, "Who's the better dad, Kuma or Lawrence?" Hashtag like D stream. Clearly, you can't be ugly. <laughs> that is so. Not, you see how they're gonna, gonna, gonna be twisted. It's gonna be Kuma. All right, yo, that's crazy. Kuma is a much you see better how you, dad, bro. You see how they twist it? Kuma turns, you know, ugliness into jewelry. From what we know, Shonen. For, for full context, there is a caller and super chatter that claims that they are Lawrence's seed. Out there, oh, and Lawrence okay. has just abandoned them and doesn't look after this child. He's the Yasa. Okay. He's yeah. Yasa, bro. It's not true. It's wow. true, <laughs> and you need to stop denying it. You need to do better. What Damn. more? Do you <laughs> want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said Ace versus Blackbeard's a kid in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's all the super chats. All right. Um, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to take sponsorship break real quick. Mm. That way everybody could like take a break, chill out real quick, and then we'll come back and we're going to do phone calls, guys. So listen, if you haven't joined our Discord yet, please join it. If you haven't followed uh, Shonen Showdown yet, please look into the video description below or the mods post his links. And if you haven't liked the video yet, please like the video. Uh, it helps us out greatly. So thank you, guys. We'll be right back in like two minutes. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe having difficulty sleeping, struggling with a relationship, or suffering from low self-esteem? Listen, I've been there. We have been there. If so, then today's BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained and here to help you out. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire and it's as simple as that, guys, to help with your specific needs and then get you matched with a therapist under 48 hours. After that, you schedule a secure video or phone session. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is confidential. We signed up for different reasons. And to be honest, it's legit. It helped us out a ton. You can request a different therapist at any point with no additional charge anytime. Join the two plus million people who took charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. This offer goes out to all our That One Piece Talk Nakama. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash T-O-P-T. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-O-P-T. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Lawrence, you're late. Oh, they're canned? Oh, oh snap. 
Yeah, that was the only way they had it on it. All right, we're back. My bad, guys. Thank you for sticking around. Again, if you haven't liked the video, please like the video. Did we get any super chats? Yes, we did. Um, we got one from Pimp Chimp. It says $2. It says, I'm the sixth her dad passed. She's 20, so it hurts a lot. Oh, man, sorry to hear that. Condolences to uh, Pimp Chimp's uh, girl and yeah, her father wifey, man. and the family. Um, tough to go handle loss. Much love, guys. Yeah. yeah. Sending condolences. Yeah. yeah, that's it. All right. Um, this is one of the most exciting parts of that <laughs> One Piece talk. So let's get into the phone calls. Marv? And now, our feature <laughs> presentation. Marv gets so excited to use that. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for some calls, bro? It's going to be ignorant in here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Yo, this is Andrew. Andrew, hey. what's up, bro? How's it doing good? How's everything? Everything's good, man. We got Shonen in the building, so let's get it, man. What? Oh, good. I thought that was Lionel for a second. Yeah. Yo, yo, Ali, yo, my friend was like reading like recent, recent chapters, and he got something funny to say. He said he, he when he saw Kuma. He immediately thought of Doug Nificent from Boondock. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yo, what like, did they do to make that so bad? <laughs> Being a buccaneer. Man. I was just like, that's bad random. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hair. That's, yeah, that's yeah, all it is. It's the hair. It's the hair and the ears. Doug Nificent. Okay, so for for my question, since One Piece is very like out there and very like cartoony, what is something from One Piece that was so absurd that you had to question it. That was so absurd you had to question it. I I, I can I can provide an example. Like you yeah. know in Alabasta there is like the dog cannon and it was like, oh no, it's a cannon that ate a dog fruit. And like, what? <laughs> I think that was the first time I had that question. Like, I was like, yeah, what, what, what did I, I just read? Um, or I just watch. Uh there's a few moments in One Piece, bro. I yeah. think it's it's not the same like context wise, but like when Luffy spat that water ball up, and it like landed back down on him to regenerate his like the water in him in Alabasta, that was the first time I was like, come on, bro. Like I, my belief was suspended for real. Like I, I legit was like, why why did that happen? I was upset that it had happened. There's so many other examples, but that's the one that came to mind because you said Alabasta. So. Mm. 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 You guys got any? Maybe it's either the knock-up stream mm. or when Big Mom ate <laughs> everybody she was eating food with. She just, <laughs> oh she just turned oh, them. <laughs> At that moment, I was kind of just like, what? What's going on? Like, Big Mom ate everybody and didn't even realize she ate everybody? I'm like, <laughs> how does that happen? Or you law? You got anything? No. I, think I got know. one because it really threw me off. And it's also the arc that made me quit watching One Piece. <laughs> um, when Shirohoshi knew the whole time who her mom's like <laughs> killer was, mm. I was like, "Bruh, this is like so off-putting to me." <laughs> she just she fumbled, bro. Yeah, that she, was a fumble. She fumbled so hard. I, I I was so annoyed. I was like, "Yo, I'm so glad I stopped." <laughs> but you you said you had another one, right, Andrew? 
I had two. I had one one from a filler and one acid cannon. So the first one was filler is when the Kung Fu Dugan used armament hockey. <laughs> And oh yeah! Who? Yo, yeah. it like knocked Law out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it said bro. Bow. Yeah. Bro was like, ah. <laughs> and they try to have a whole backstory, like, hey, remember that time when you were my leader, Luffy? And like, wait, what? Mm. <laughs> and the and the second one is so low content. This was a, it was a character who thought he was a human, but soon realized he was a Jamaican starfish. But <laughs> <laughs> That should have been the way for all of us. And, yeah. and, and he said that he 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 willed himself the power to talk, and that's explain why he's a starfish. <laughs> Yo, low key hockey starfish. Yo, bro, hockey man, hockey hockey fish. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know why, but Papa Dude reminds me of that. Remember those like Applejack commercials? It was like uh, oh <laughs> yeah, like cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what's super it's weird? He's a fashion designer now. <laughs> yeah, like he's mad rich. He's like the Kim Kardashian of the starfish. I mean, uh, the fishman people. I will say this: one of the one of the other things for me was after Skypea was over. You remember when they went down on the ship, and then Luffy like pulled out like this. Uh, giant squid. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they mm-hmm. used it as yeah. an air balloon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was so like <laughs> no, creative and weird yeah. to me that I was I just accepted it. The thing is, yeah. he like pulled it out of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, I have yeah. it, by the way. Oh man, bro. It was like no, like you would have never guessed Oda would have went in that direction to let them land safely. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. They yeah, got, they gotta bring dials back, man. Oh man, I'm, I'm so mad that, that Usopp, Usopp didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, it should have been a steady like incorporation into his fighting stuff. He, did, right. he put him on Tanami's and like just didn't make any for himself. I guess Why? I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. No, I don't know. Just one thing I'll say. Um, but, you know, after Akuma's been going through the past week, I'm surprised he didn't get better help. <laughs> 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 they they can't afford that on the revolutionary salary, bro. They can't. They can't. Bro. Dragon uh, was yeah. too busy planning. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Dragon Slater. They're not getting paid. Bro. You think Kuma ever got like real dark when they just pushed out the bad memories? Dang, his bro. Like, I can't. I can't deal with this right now. This one like. <laughs> Technically, yeah. <laughs> we saw them. <laughs> they out, <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> Thank God. He had to do it. Maybe that wasn't why, but. Yeah. You know, he realized, like, hey, wait, I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> F it, we ball. But, Andrew, appreciate the call, man. Yeah, as always, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Also, Emu Gang. Oh, oh my oh, God. Man. You need okay, better help. Fine, Frankie Gang. That's yeah, Frankie <laughs> Gang is way yeah, better. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think it's called. Yeah, have a good family. day. <laughs> All right, bro. You no too, way. man. Have a good day. Said emu gang. Crazy. Yeah, emu gang. Dragon can come for you, man. No, nah, he no, won't. No, he won't. <laughs> no, that's his goal. That's his... Yo, why? What's going on? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I All see, right. man. That's bad, funny. <laughs> he said, "What's going on?" <laughs> Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, it's Broker. Hey! Broker! What's up, Brody? Welcome back. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It means a lot. Um, 
making a deal with the devil like emu having this sort of power um and i don't know if i don't know if i'm a huge fan of like nika being the creator of the world in that way where it's like i created these people but if he is supposed to be a god for real um then it does make sense um i don't know so, so far so far so good I, it's it's interesting it's it's a different thought process than i've ever had in regards to the creation of the one piece world where like you know he's creating fish people he's creating these different islands and lands and things so um as far as the making the deal i like that part of it the most so far making a deal with the devil same yeah yeah, yeah. 
just because like the deal aspect of what sugar can do too that was dope broker and it makes me do think that there are special abilities outside of the current abilities of devil fruit users and i've said this about logias before that they just can't awaken but they have like this special attribute to their ability that allows them to do whatever they're going to do right that's comparable to awakenings so if sugar is giving us the thought process that emu could probably make contracts with people like the gorosei and he's allowed to like split his power or even have his power used and it's not like a hundred percent of his power but it's like 20 that would explain why they're able to do the things that they would be able to do and it's like oh man like is that the hardest devil fruit ever or it would be it, it, it's a good play on luffy's greatest power which is the ability to bring others together but instead he can spread himself to other people instead of it's like a it's like a inverse of what luffy's capable of doing and it's deeper into the show right it's deeper than the surface level of powers i don't know i like that part a lot it, it gives me something to think about because right now i'm not saying anything but I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on. I'm, I'm curious to, to see the dragon and garb tie-in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So timeline-wise, it takes um, place um, before the events of God Valley. And at that point, there were four candidates that were going to be for the rank of Admiral. And that was Kizaru, Aokiji, Akainu, and Dragon. We know he's a Marine. I think that at that same point, when they were all five Admirals together, like when we saw them at um, uh, O'Hara, I think they're all... They were all being groomed for the rank of Admiral. They eventually wanted to have four Admirals, one for each of the Blues. And um, they were all pretty friendly with each other, but there was a really intense rivalry between Akainu and Dragon. We know they have some kind of history. I think it's that. And the code name for Dragon, because obviously all of those weird, like, you know, Blue um, Pheasant, um, Red Dog, etc. I think Dragon's was Shirio Ryu, White Dragon. So um, I think... Unlike Garp, I think Dragon was, when he was younger, was a bit of a hothead. And he really hated the fact that he was only really known as the son of Garp the hero, etc., etc. So Garp tried to convince Dragon to remain a vice admiral, but he just wasn't having any of it. He's just like, you know, I, I want to get out from under your shadow. I'm going to be my own man. You never, you, you couldn't hack being an admiral. I'll do it, etc., etc. So eventually, one of the four was promoted first. It was Dragon. Um, he was the youngest ever at being promoted at 17. However, Akainu was convinced that he was only promoted first because he was son of Garp the Hero, so it was like some kind of nepotism and stuff like that. Now, we know from Sengoku that when you are promoted to the rank of Admiral, that you are brought before the, um, the um, lesser dragons, the Gurusei, etc., etc., and you plead allegiance to them. I think in that plea of allegiance, I think that is when Emu probably like just 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 disguised, you know, in some way, just seems to some innocuary person and stuff like that. That's when he makes the deal, and that the plan is that every time someone is promoted to the rank of admiral, you make this deal and you plead allegiance and you say you're never going to do anything to like to rise up and harm the celestial dragons, etc., etc., or or the the maids of the world government. And that this is why we don't see Dragon actually go out on missions himself. The, the loophole is the fact that when he was making the deal, they never thought to add, because of how much Dragon wanted to be an admiral, how like you know, diehard he was for the Navy, they never thought to add, oh, and you can't leave, by the way. You just can't rise up against it. 
and that's why Dragon just escaped. I think at the when he gets promoted, he starts to realise slowly but surely that he's made a mistake and that the world nobles are just the worst of the worst. And he then gets sent because we know they often get sent to guard the celestial dragon. He got sent to God Valley, and he was there at that time. And that's when it was just all too much. It was just he saw just atrocity after atrocity, and he just wanted out. And that's when he decided to leave. But I think at some point before that time, he fell in love with a celestial dragon woman who, like the Doflamingo family, but obviously not including Doflamingo himself, they, she sort of like she understood, look, I, I know I'm part of a really twisted system. It's just the way things are, et cetera, et cetera. I wish I could do something different. And that she ends up pregnant with Dragon's child. When Dragon then leaves and just runs off and abandons the Marines, he wants to take her with him, but he's not able to get to her, et cetera, et cetera. Then they realize, the Celestial Dragons realize that she is carrying Dragon's child. And they make a deal with Garth. They say, look, we will let your grandchild live, but no more of this half-arseness. You will make the deal now. You will never rise up against us. You will never leave, and you will do everything we order you to do. You will There's no way out for you now. You're here till you die. And that's why Garth is stuck in this system that he hates, because he knows now it's like, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for life. I have to follow, I have to watch these people murder, rape, kidnap, etc., etc. That's it. And that as much as he wants to do something, he knows if he does, he will die. And that's why Sengoku stopped Garp at Marine Corps. He wasn't doing it to like protect Sakasuki. He knew that if Garp did anything, that he would die on the spot. And that that's just the way things are for him now. That he made this choice to save Luffy's life. I, I think Luffy's mother's dead. I think now that we know they execute celestial dragons, uh, I think she was murked by Sigiland or someone mm-hmm. like that, one of the gods' knights. <clears throat> but I, I think that's it for Garp now. Same for Dragon. He can, Dragon's loophole is that he's technically not rising up. He's getting other people to do it in the name of the Revolutionary Army. But Dragon's stuck now. There's nothing he can do in the same way. And it's just the same for Garp. They're just stuck there now. They made this deal and they're stuck with it. Hmm. I'll let y'all go first. I have a few thoughts. But well, go. I was just going to say, um, well, I really more so had a question. Um, so how do you feel about Fujitora? That was where my mind went. That's where your mind went to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like if we went along with this theory, then that would invalidate, you know, what Fujitora is kind of setting up I, to do. I, I think it's different because Fujitora was drafted. Fujitora was just part of the military draft. He was never, like, there was no ceremony or anything like that. He was just, there was the military draft after the events of Marine Ford. And I think that's why we find out specifically that he was drafted and that he's maybe partly responsible for the creation of S.W.O.R.D. And that, obviously, it's saying, that's why Garp's not a member, because he can't join. He can encourage people like Kobe and the people under him. He can try and make them the best Marines they can be. But Fujitora was never in the Navy. He was just drafted as a civilian and made and just given this rank. Okay. So I, I, where I was going was same thing with Fuji because he technically outright went against the Celestials on top of Mary Joa during the whole um, 
reverie. But even beyond that, I, I don't think he would be the type to make that that deal or take the deal um, in the moment if the ceremony did take place. So if you're saying it didn't in your timeline, then cool. The other question is um, if the, the loophole was that Dragon was able to still leave without passing, would they not correct that with by the time uh, Aokiji became an admiral? Right, because he also I'll left. Say, he didn't. I'll he hasn't. I was hoping you were gonna. I was yeah. hoping you were gonna ask that. Mm-hmm. But just, uh, I'll add this quickly more. I don't think that Alkiji has actually ah. left the Marines. Okay. okay. I think that he and Akainu realized the threat that Blackbeard would be, mm-hmm. and that for some reason there's this rule in place where you're not allowed to go after emperors of the sea, etc., etc. Maybe even that the Celestial Dragon said, "No, Blackbeard's off limits. Don't go after Blackbeard," and that. Uh, the whole fight between the lasted 10 days, it's all deep cover. Maybe even sacrificing his arm or leg, or maybe he, they agreed with it after he lost or something like mm-hmm. that. But I don't think, again, I, I think all of us here can agree that he's not actually a member of the Blackbeard Pirates. And I think that's the way it's going to go, that he's not actually a traitor. He's just left. Because when we find out um, after Dressrosa, when the celestial when the Gurus sorry start talking badly about um, Kuzan, Akainu's like, no, ignore him. He's nothing to do with us now. He's not a member of the Navy. And yet, when Fujitora just disobeys one order at Dressrosa, he's not allowed to come back at all. He's banned from all military bases. You can't come back until you bring us the head of Luffy, etc., etc. One is way worse than the other. Disobeying orders is not as bad as literally leaving the Marines and joining Blackbeard. Hmm. That was, that was yeah. all my pushbacks. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. I like the four admirals for the four Cs. That was dope. Yeah. I do. I like the contract theory. I think it's a good one, too. I don't know if the admirals play that strong of a part because I don't think that they're powerful enough to do such things, to, to have that much control, as you're saying. Um, you already know how I feel about Blackbeard, bro. <laughs> Aokiji yeah. and kind of might have seen him becoming a threat, but I don't think necessarily that's why Kuzan just left and became a Blackbeard pirate. Blackbeard had to come and find him, and it wasn't like he, he was like on an island, just stationed, like chilling before the Blackbeard pirates tried to roll up on him because they just discovered he was there. So um, I, I, I'm happy this is your your comeback. You know, yeah. people people missed you. They wanted to hear a theory, and like this is obviously. I think one of your biggest strengths too is that not only are you super smart with all this, you just are great at basically writing fanfic, and that's what you make people realize. Like as you're talking, they're memor like like they're picturing what you're saying, and it's it's very impressive to feel that the directions you think the story should go in people accept so heavily because when I do it, they hate it. (laughs) So uh, I I think this is like, you know, I think anytime you can make Oda's story seem a little bit better, you're super talented. So I I got no pushback, man, unless Shonen or Lawrence does. Not much, really. Um, Broker. So if I was right, so hang on, just kidding. So if if I was right about this, would you agree that it helps Garp in terms of a character, it makes him not be such a pushover. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Because hockey exists, and if you're a conqueror, you got to break that contract, dog. That's just no, how no, I no, feel. But it's unbreakable. That's it. If it, was, if it was unbreakable completely. I feel like as long as hockey exists, anything's possible. Listen, if you can't break it, then then pass breaking it. 
Yeah. You That's know, Larry's viewpoint. So put it, put it this way, Broker. <laughs> I had a huge, huge gripe with, like, the barrier fruit not being broke by Odin. Like, I think it's one of the parts of Wano that I, I just... I felt like if I wasn't on the podcast, I probably would have dropped, bro. <laughs> but I get you. I do get it. Like, some, I don't know. Hmm. But Broker, it's dope to have you back, man. The people missed you, like Larry said. I know I missed you, bro. I know we've DM'd back and forth a few times, but it, it's good to hear your voice. I, I don't know if you know, but you were coming in a little choppy earlier, but we still heard you. Um, just know it's awesome to have That's you, bro, as always. Yeah, man. Everybody, if Thank you can, you throw much, W's in the chat, man. The w, W's in the chat. If you're a member, yeah. throw the throw the, the knock of my fist in the chat for Broker, bro. For sure. Thanks very much. All right. Much love, guys. Take care. Yeah, much love, man. Yeah. Talk to you later. Take it easy, too, Broker. Good Bye. to hear from you. Damn. It's <laughs> a good one, man. Yeah, yeah it's got me thinking. I like the yeah. idea of, like, like you said, the, the four... Um, yeah, that was heat. Four admirals. We that talked about heat. it already, so I didn't want to comment on it too much. Me, me and Brooke kind of talked about that. And he was saying, and I think I brought it up too, like with the four admirals, like he has four different people for each of the seas right now. Like somebody positioned in one place. Like if that's something that the Marines had already done, he took that idea from them. Mm. Like I, I just like that that aspect of it. The white dragon he ain't mentioned to me, though. I like that. He stuck that <laughs> in. But right, we got another call? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I actually got on. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's your name? Oh my gosh, wow. Um, hi, I've been I've been watching you guys for like since Gear Five for like ages. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever called. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for calling for one and two. What's up? T talk to us. Well, I have a question that I've been thinking about for a while, and I don't know. I feel like every time that I see something new come out, I it makes me like think about it a little bit more. But we, you know, Oda said that he already like knows the ending of One Piece, or like he's drawn the last panel of it, or whatever. And we also know that he didn't expect the story to go as long as it has. So that just kind of makes me think that the ending is going to be a little bit more familiar than maybe what a lot of people expect. And I don't know. It makes me kind of think that like. I know you're gonna hate this, Larry, but like, is Buggy gonna be the final boss or something? <laughs> <laughs> to, to hear what you guys had to think about, like maybe like a more simple One Piece ending or something that could have been like thought out at the very beginning. Oh, imagine Oda was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make Buggy the final opponent from the very beginning." You know, I, can I mean, see I, it I rewatched. I had my my boyfriend watch it, and I rewatched it with my mom recently, and I are showing it to my mom. And I watched like the buggy parts, and I was like, "Damn! I mean, dang! This really could be the final boss, just the way that, because you know, Wano had already ended at that point, and I don't know. Just, I just wouldn't be surprised if Oda like did something really weird like that, or just crazy like that." You know, it's so funny. Buggy's not only the first like adversary that Luffy runs into, but he's introduced like episode nine or something like that. Yeah, bro. Listen, Oda has plans for Buggy. I've been trying to tell y'all for years. But not Endgame. I mean, it's crazy. You don't Wait, think you don't Mihawk's captain? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He's not though, bro. Listen, man. But Oda don't clearly Oda don't care. 
Right? He's down to troll all of us. Yeah, he is. He, he don't yeah. care about what we think. Obviously, he's going to write the story to be dope. But you don't think he could end the story with the Luffy versus Buggy show, showdown? Like, just for comedic effect? Like, obviously, the, the I mean, big the actual thing, thing is yeah. big. But the ending of the story, like, when we end it, why not? Or I'm sorry. I mean, you, also, in, like, dra- uh, Mihawk, I know, I know, like, it's on Broadwatch for you guys. But, like, <laughs> Mihawk being part of this crew and the crocodile as well like i just wouldn't be surprised if they just keep getting some of like some of the bat like i don't know what if vanilla happens to come down and you know like i just feel like it, it would be kind of funny if that like he created his own gang of people of powerful pirates you know and whatever i, I just think that'd be really funny oh to please let Anelle join the cross guild no. it would be the greatest <laughs> it would be the, that'd be the greatest episode of t.o.p.t history no, it bro <laughs> it would be larry's last episode yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we didn't get your name. Um, my name is Jordan. Jordan, and okay. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Nice to have Listen, you. Jordan. Anel not doing that, all right? <laughs> I, I can't have another hole in the chest, all right, oh, for man. a character. I'm good, yo. I, or like Doflamingo. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it could be, it, I'm, like, it would just be crazy. It would, I don't know about Anel. I don't know if he would care enough to, like, work under Buggy, but... Some of the others, I don't know. I just it just would be really crazy if that's kind of the direction that Oda went, knowing that he kind of knows what he wants to, or he already knows how he wants to end the whole story. What you think, Shonen? Oh man, what with Nell or just overall? Just oh, what she's saying, yeah, like the whole buggy. I mean, movie. I mean, again, Mihawk couldn't cut buggy. <laughs> so, Are you buggy gang, bro? Listen. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, right now, <laughs> Buggy, Buggy became a warlord, mm-hmm. and then now he's an emperor. Mm-hmm. That's not by mistake. PK right? next, bro. That's not by mistake. He was a part of Roger's crew. He was, you know, yep. in literally walking step in step with Shanks, mm-hmm. right? So, again, I'm not going to say that, you know, obviously Buggy has been, quote-unquote, a gag character for a little while, but... Um, I would not be shocked if Oda, you know, gave him a little power boost at the end of the story. I, I will say this. I wouldn't be shocked. I will say this, and I'll get to you, Lawrence. Um, I've always said that, like, obviously Buggy, I'm, I'm a failing upwards. He could become Pirate King one day. I do think that Oda has reserved Pirate King status for Luffy. I don't think he would, like, devalue it by giving it to Buggy. That said, there's another title out there that he could get, potentially. What if, what if Buggy becomes a Celestial Dragon, man? What if he always has been? <laughs> Yo, that look is crazy. He is. What if he's always been a celestial this whole time? Doesn't have to be PK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he could be a god. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that pirate map I, that he's looking for, you know, I guarantee you it's going to lead him to, like, Laugh Tale, bro. Listen, man. I don't know. Lawrence, you got something? Yeah, it just, it just makes sense. I don't know. I feel like he also has, like, a similar path as Luffy, like, just, I don't know, like, he has a way of, like, getting people to follow him. Maybe they're not always, like, the strongest and, like, they're, like, fodder, but I don't know. It just seems like him and Luffy have, like, a similar story where, like, it would kind of come. I feel like we, the last couple chapters of One Piece will probably have Buggy in it. That's just kind of what makes me think. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Buggy in it, but in the same way he was there with Roger's crew. Not doing anything, <laughs> but just making himself there somehow. That's how I can see it. Either he's riding on Shanks's uh, uh, t- uh, t- tail, or 
Luffy's tail, right? Because he's kind of <laughs> cool with both of them. You know, but I can see him being there, but not due to his own strength or him ruling or, or uh, leading them there. It's more like he was there when Roger was there, but then also he got sick, so he couldn't make it. And for the... I did think you said something interesting about the familiar story, like something you said that someone we've seen before. But going back to, like, the Laugh Tale name and how when Roger put all the, the pony glyphs together, right, and he's talking about it was such a funny story. Then you add it all together when you reach the final island, he laughed. So when you said it's a familiar story, it might be something that, obviously it's going to be something that we could, you could laugh at, but something familiar that we all may know already that, that you laugh at. Amongst the treasure, the mass treasure that's there, the story there is supposed to be kind of, um, I know what it is, bro. <laughs> Who makes people laugh? Clowns, bro. <laughs> Stop. Talk to him, man. See, Stop. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Buggy, like, man. Like, where Buggy finds his family. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, Buggy D clown. Buggy oh, D clown. But Jordan, thank and you for the, calling. It's the race of clowns. Stop. <laughs> How am a clown, man? <laughs> Jordan, thank you for calling. Yes, thank you, Jordan, thank for you, being Jane. such a fan of us. We appreciate, appreciate you, girl. Thing. Of course, I love you guys. I'll keep on listening. Hopefully, I'll be able to call in and talk to you guys later. All right, thank, thank you, you, Jordan. Thank you. All right, bye. Have bye. Yeah, you too. Enjoy. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> People going to love that. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? What up with you, fam, ma'am? Um, <laughs> what I up, man? Actually, yes, I actually share a name with you and Lauren. So my name is... Lawrence, oh. but they call me Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, th thank nah, you, Larry. Bro. Thank you, Larry. Because I've been trying to tell these dudes nah, for nah, years nah, nah, that nah, Larry's nah. not a real nah. name. It's just a short name for Lawrence. Mm, and every absolutely. other Larry I know, his real name is Lawrence. And here we go again. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I I don't mean to you know shut you down, Larry. I love you, especially with the take. But my guy. You're just another variation of Lawrence. You're a variant. That's it. You're a variant, my guy. You're a variant. <laughs> I, love, I love you, though. Bro. I love you as a variant. I love you Lawrence. Most people know me as Larry. So just take that as a win, okay? Oh, but, my God. Look, I literally started. And uh, it was a very, and I got major love for you too, Sebastian, because it was an argument between you and Larry that made me say, oh, let me start watching this a little bit more. <laughs> okay. What <laughs> argument was well, it? Yeah, which one? I, I don't remember the exact argument. Like I said, it was six months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but ever since then, it's just been the same thing. I don't want to say, like, you guys always argue, but you guys come with some very valid points. Lawrence as well, but you two come with the, the banter like I used to watch on daytime television. I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just know he, he just, don't be right, bro. I'll be right, bro. I was probably right six Look, months ago. You were. You guarantee both, it. You both be having some very valid points. Thank and you, bro. So I want to kind of talk about just two points real quick. So the point with Jenny, okay? I know, Larry, you ain't going to like this one. Mm-hmm. However, I do agree. First and foremost, I didn't agree with Lawrence until after he said all three need to be blamed. I was like, you absolutely right. Because Ivanka's her brother. 
God dang it, you know, uh, a dragon's the leader of the Revolutionary Army. But Kuma's her dude. <laughs> Period, point and blank. Kuma was her dude. So I got to pose a question first. If your girl was taken by anybody in the world and you under this same type of revolutionary army and the leader of that army told you, nah, we ain't doing that. You just going to sit around and not go after your girl? I'm about to go John Wick on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. I'm going to be honest with you. Kuma holds the most responsibility to me at this time. Well, at that time, until until Lawrence said, you know what, nah, nah, nah. I would have to blame all three of them because Ivanka is, is, is her brother. And I'm like, damn, that's right. I forgot that. I'm, I'm let you all, of them, all of them wrong. <laughs> like, but the reason why I can't blame Dragon in the way that I want to blame Dragon is because I, I study political science. You know, I, I practice law. So one of my things is this. I understand that he, as a leader, don't want to sacrifice the lives of many to save one Thank when you. he's trying to save the many. And that's what I loved about what Shotgun was saying, because I've never listened, never heard of Shotgun until this podcast. But trust and believe, I didn't follow you, and I will be listening a lot more. But he says one of the most realest things, like, why would a leader who knows that his vision is, it may not even be passed on. The vision that he has and the vision that he, he sees and the planning that he, it took so many years to actually, you know, for right. them to be able to utilize, right? How does he know that that's going to even go on if he just rush in and, and lose some situations? And there is another situation where we even seen the Straw Hats implement the same type of thinking. When Zorro told Luffy, "We we can't help can't help her right now. Right? <laughs> we need to let her figure out mm -hmm. what she wants." Right. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like with Dragon, it's going to be some hatred there because yes, we want Dragon to be like Luffy. I don't, to be honest with you, Luffy wasn't even in my top five until, like, recently. And that's the truth. Like, Chopper was my number one just because I love how pure Chopper was. And he, he was willing to go at it, do all the things Luffy was doing, but he was doing it smart. Pure? And then my Chopper's number, a drug addict. And that, <laughs> Chopper's a drug addict. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can feel that, but he's also the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. He's popping them for the right reason. Right? You gotta it give Chopper his dues, man. You can't just do Chopper like that. Chopper out there waving the flag, crying because he didn't lost his mentor because of some stupid stuff that he did. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I so I, I I really like that character, and I ended up really liking Luffy after a while. I couldn't stand Luffy because I can't stand ignorance. And Luffy is a ball full of ignorance and a ball full of frustration wrapped all in one. Because as even though he has good intentions, he don't give a damn about tact. He will go in, <laughs> he mm -hmm. will shut stuff down, and he will fight anybody with any with 
for anything when it comes to his friends. And that's actually what made me really start liking Lucy. And that's why I'm saying a lot of people want Lucy to be dragon, but Lucy isn't dragon. That's why I feel like Oda made the distinction of why every time someone bring up dragon being Lucy's father, Lucy says, oh, I barely even know the guy. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I feel the same way about Garth. I don't want Luffy to be no more like Garth than I want Luffy to be any more like Dragon. I want Luffy to be Luffy because he's proven himself throughout all the manga and throughout all the shows that, God dang it, Luffy's Luffy. <laughs> and Garth is Garth and Dragon's Dragon. And we have to look at those characters separately because they're not all meant to represent the same type of people. Mm. You know? And I think that Luffy hey, hey, Larry. the best... You you yapping a bit now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like Luffy represents the best of both Garth and Dragon. And when we figure out who his mother is, because a lot of people saying it's Crop, it's not. I don't know oh, about that. Crop and mom, dude. <laughs> but oh. when we figure out who his mother is, I feel like we're gonna see that he implements the the whole energy of all three of them. You get what I'm saying? Because I think we're putting too much emphasis on the whole D aspect of anything. So everybody with a D got to, like, represent one type of characteristic. And this is what that characteristic must be. And nobody knows what the D actually stands for. Some say it stands for Dawn. I say it stands for Damn It because he's ready to get at it. But at the end of the day, I think that we need to, like Larry did say, Look at these characters for what the characters is and what Oda was speaking about. The same thing with Bonnie. I feel like Oda is really trying to make people think, and this is with Bonnie and uh, Yamamoto, right? Uh, uh, excuse me, not Yamamoto, Momoto, uh, Momonosuke, excuse me. I feel like the reason why he started both characters off young and then aged them up it's to kind of make people think about those type of things. Like, we don't have a problem. Like Larry said, we don't have a problem with Momonosuke being a, a, a child jumping into the bosoms of grown women and all this other stuff. But as soon as we realize that Bonnie aged herself up in the same way Momonosuke aged himself up, it's just different type of devil fruits, mm -hmm. then there's a bigger problem with that. And I think that that's what he was really trying to get us to think about and really start talking about. You dig what I'm saying? I'm not trying to no. be the person to say I'm a little bit deeper in that. But mm -hmm. I just feel like he is trying to get us to discuss and figure out our own moral codes when it comes to that same type of notion. Because that double standard still applies. We saw that same thing with Momonosuke. And no one said anything about him as a child jumping into the breast of different women hiding behind Yamamoto's little, you know, all that, mm. you know. But that's where I stand with it. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I love the oh, show. Oh, no, like you're I not said. leaving, bro. I don't want no compliments right now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, you, not, I'm not leaving. No, you're not leaving, bro. You got to take this full force, bro. <laughs> I, I just gotta, wanted to show appreciation. Nah, we going we going back face. five minutes at your regular point. All right, your first point, okay. just saying that Dragon doesn't deserve most of it. Who is the leader of the revolutionaries, bro? 
Dragon is the leader of the revolutionaries, right. but when that, you look no, no, at war tactics, you had your turn. You had your turn. You had your turn. Yo, Larry, bro, you was okay. yapping, bro. Right. You, you had You're your right. turn, bro. You had your turn. You said right. that Go you ahead. said Dragon <laughs> is the revolutionaries' leader. That means that they're gonna listen to whatever Absolutely. they say. Kuma believes in his hero. Dragon is the reason why he wants to do what he's doing now. Yes, Jenny is his girl, of Nika. course. Jenny wants to be his, his girl. Was, I thought it was Nika that gave him the want to be a person to be like Nika. No, he gave him the inspiration. Dragon. Hold on, hold on. See, you're but talking. Dragon right. was the person that he saw that was more like Nika that made him want. Do you to want another five minutes Dragon. to talk? Because I can give it to you. No, we can't do that. So, okay. again, so hold on. <laughs> Take turns. <laughs> Go ahead, my brother. I apologize. Go ahead. So, so he's the leader of the revolutionaries. Jenny is his girl. Cool, whatever. But even if Joy Boy was an inspiration or some like some type of hope he held on to, he saw Dragon in the newspaper and said, yo, I want to do what he's doing. I want to make a difference in the world. And then Dragon was like, yo, join up with me. You won't regret it. And then immediately he ended up regretting it. He listened to Dragon and ended up losing respect because he had to wait two years for Dragon to act. Granted, Dragon, we could probably make him a bad leader. Why? Because he broke the morale of his commanders by not going over there. He lost Kuma to a degree. Avankov recruited them. Avankov is directly connected to Jenny as well. He might have lost, like, it, there's a chance Avankov could have lost faith in Dragon and what he's doing and his motives. Now, the thing is, right? Kuma knows where Mary Jo is. He knows how to just get there. He has the ability to pop in and pop back out. Y'all be saying Dragon be top five. All right. Mm -hmm. Dragon's observation hockey would be top five too, right? Would he not be able to, like, indicate where Jenny would be and then grab her up and then just use the pawpaw fruit to just bounce? But we're going to put all <laughs> the blame. We're going to put all the blame. That's what I feel 100%. I feel like Kuma... Regardless of the fact, that's your girl. You nah, bro. You, you not you not looking at it. No, bro. Look, look, no, bro. This is just my opinion. I know your I opinion. You said it. Right. You said your opinion. <laughs> what I'm telling I you is that you looking you looking at Kuma as like a conqueror. You're looking at Kuma as that he's gonna betray his captain or he's gonna do whatever he needs to do because it's him. No, that's not Kuma's personality. Kuma's personality is that he's like gonna listen to people. He's born a slave. Do you feel like Dragon wouldn't forgive Kuma for going to save the woman that he loved, even though he disobeyed a commandment. But him? no, but you're 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 saying that as if Kuma would just do it. He's not going to disappoint Dragon or try to do that to Dragon. He just wouldn't do it. That's not a no, part of him, yeah, bro. Listen, you're expecting Kuma. We got into this debate at Anime NYC. You're expecting Kuma to, to act like a conqueror. That's not who he is. That's not his nature. No, no, no. He's what not. I'm saying is, yeah, that's his girl. I'm yeah, it's all him to do it. Me, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, hold, hold, here's the thing. Me More and Larry, me and Larry have never said Kuma is blameless. Exactly. That's never been stated. I've never said that. We've never thought that Kuma does deserve a degree of blame, a modicum of blame, but. As the head of the Revolutionary Army, and the reason why Jenny was targeted, because she's a Revolutionary Army member, not because she's Kuma's girl. She, he, she's a part of Dragon's organization, Dragon's mission, Dragon's fight. They got into some stuff. Mm -hmm. She got targeted. Dragon went, dang, I got to value my people and the mission over her. I understand it. I don't vibe with that action. That's all it is. I feel it. That's all I feel it is. It. And I don't hmm. I don't vibe with that situation either. Like I said, awesome, that's just 
still make us me understand that we kind of want Dragon to be like Luffy. And I'm not capping for Dragon. Dragon ain't even one of my favorite characters, to be honest with you. But what I'm saying is, as a person who understands the military tactics and things like that, Dragon is working in that sense. And yes, I agree with you. And that's why I also said that Lawrence, when he said, I got to blame all three, my whole mindset was like, you know what? He's right. Because each of them have responsibility within this situation True. to where something could have happened. I don't care what it was. Something should have happened. But who the head? But then also. Dragon's exactly. the head. Who He's gonna, the, head? The, the, the brunt of the blame is always going to fall on the one who wears the crown. That's how it is. Larry, we do got to get to another call, though. Yeah, bro. So Absolutely. I appreciate you. Bro, call again. I truly appreciate you guys. <laughs> and I look forward to talking to you guys later. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Larry. Thank Lawrence. You. <laughs> Larry's don't do things you do. <laughs> what she don't trying to say? Lecture me with your thirty dollar haircut. You gotta hurt my brain. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? I'm sorry. Hi, what's up? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. I did not have to think I get through. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been trying for an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Girl. Hi, how nice. are you? What's your name? Uh, Carrie. Carrie, nice to meet you, Carrie. What's up, girl? Um, Before I get into what I originally wanted to say, to the person who mentioned did Mihawk teach Zoro, he basically refused to give the boy alcohol until he learned armament. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. No, I'm true. pretty sure he learned it pretty damn quick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, too. Because he did beat the 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 uh, what is it, the human drills in, yeah. like, two seconds. Uh, that was before he learned, like, at all. Like, he, Mihawk refused to let him, uh, he refused to train him because he didn't beat them. He's like, I beat them. Yeah. You're the only one on this island left. Mm-hmm. And that's what made Mihawk decide to actually train him. But he did straight say, unless you are armament, not a drop of alcohol. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Language, Carrie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's your question? So uh, a couple weeks ago, Larry had mentioned his feelings on Garp. And you actually put into words everything that I had had in my head and I was like holy crap that is exactly how I felt this entire time mm -hmm. and um, I think my biggest thing that really I don't think I like this guy much more anymore is when a 10 year old looked him in the eye and asked if he deserved to live and he didn't mm. I'm like cause I love Ace Ace is like yeah and just the fact that a child can ask that and you can't give him an answer, a straight answer, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, I don't know about this guy. And then you can sit next to him who's sobbing and just do nothing. That's deep. I mean, I would say his answer to Ace's question in that moment was a little more nuanced. He said, you can only determine that by living. If Ace went out and started... You know, assaulting women like he doesn't deserve to live. No, you know yeah. what I mean? But oh no, yeah. Like but I, I think I that. Think yeah, but sorry. 
No, you're fine. Part of it involves the fact, I mean, yeah, it is a very nuanced question. If he were older. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, I mean, I don't even think he was <clears throat> 10 because I'm pretty sure Luffy wasn't with him. He's only been like eight or nine. But that's still so young to give someone a question, an answer like that, who has had his lived experience already. And who's just so unbelievably angry. Mm. Like, for something like that, for someone, I think, with the experience that Gar has, to probably, with his rank and his position and his lived experience, to give just a child such a an answer that he can't like focus on until he's at least ten years older than that, and that's even just to start with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it. Me, I want to shoot Garp some bail personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've actually heard about the you know the clips of Garp being a fraud. Um, coward. I'm coward. Coward. Oh, coward, coward, he's never called yeah, him a fraud. Okay, okay, coward. It, it coward. Yeah, I don't think he's a fraud, but I don't think he. I think he was. It was very honestly. It was too easy to lose respect for him. I don't think he's a fraud. He definitely has the power. There's, we've seen it. Not mm-hmm. a lot. Like we haven't seen all the feats. Know about the. Feasts. We've seen some of them. He definitely. It's just more. It was very easy to kind of lose respect for him because he's so focused on. And also, if you think about it, joining the Marines, you're putting Ace and Luffy straight into the world government's hands. Right. Like you're literally handing them to him on to, to them on the silver platter. If they like, I don't know how Sengoku found out who he was, but how he, what would have happened if he was a Marine and under Sengoku's control? Or a kind of control, even. So, I guess my quick question to you would be: Do you think? Because I'm, I'm thinking of this from Garp's perspective, right? Okay. From the way he was raising, you know, Luffy, Ace, and Sabo, it looked like his perspective. He believes that the Marines are the best option for doing right in the world. So, I guess. Even though we're seeing, you know, from the outside looking in that there are good pirates out there. There are pirates that have, you know, right. good morals. Obviously, you have the Revolutionary Army. People like Kuma in there, very, very genuine, nice people. Um, from Gar's perspective, even though he believes that there is corruption in the Marines, which is why, you know, he, he kind of staying at, you know, Vice Admiral and stuff, he still believes that the Marines are the best option. Do you think it's fair for us to condemn him for that for that knowledge based on what he had to deal with back in his day because again garp is coming from the era of rocks and 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 roger and all of these pirates that were super super powerful super super dangerous that's what he's used to so the concept of pirates with good morals it does like it you know it's kind of like Think about like that old, you know, we all have like our old relatives, right? That have, you know, they're stuck in their ways with, mm-hmm. you know, an old thought that, you know, we as a newer generation have a different mindset on. I think Garp is kind of in that era where he is used to, when he hears pirates, he's thinking of rocks. You know, he's thinking of how legendary and how dangerous these, dangerous these pirates were. Or even just lesser pirates that have done atrocities over time. Yeah, yeah, it's not absolutely. all just rocks. Any pirate, for the most part, has been evil for the, like, in the One Piece world. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it, is, it is a pretty rare, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, he was 
weird word, but yeah, he was essentially frenemies with mm-hmm. Roger and all them. Like, mm-hmm. it was, he, he was throughout with Roger almost like what Whitebeard is. It's like, oh, hey, he's coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight him. Mm-hmm. But no, I do know what you're saying there, but mm-hmm. I don't even... I'm just, I, had, I'm just saying, I had an idea and then I completely left my head. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I don't I, I guess from my perspective like I don't feel like it's fair to condemn him based on what he had to deal with in his day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. If it's like a new right marine, if it's a new marine, you see what's going on. Like you have, you know, you're seeing the new world now, the new age cool like in garb's day it was a whole different vibe i feel i feel like i see both sides of it right Mm -hmm. like i get condemning garb personally i do because Mm -hmm. in garb's case he has had a first-hand witness of those pirates that you're saying first-hand experience seeing rocks seeing these other pirates that were doing atrocities and things but at the same time he also had first-hand experience of what the top of the marines looks like what the people pulling the strings of this organization right. are like the celestial dragons and he also he also years. physically saw Bonero island right and in like, several he had cases to go there to see rouge and in several cases i mean they're more evil and yeah i mean he he'll tell you that the only reason why he so. will not take an admiral or higher mm-hmm. position he does not want to deal with them mm-hmm. But so he knows what the how bad they are, and he refuses to put himself in under their shoe, under their, yeah, I, under them. But you have someone? I do. So yeah, he is pretty fifty. I'm 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 fifty fifty, but I I can't like agree with him, and he really just through right. a lot of his current actions and the stuff that he is willing to just let go. Um, no, yeah, kind of. You're giving out very good points, and uh, I understand it completely. And for Garp's perspective, like I said, I can understand it. What do I agree with it? And would I have moved that way? Not myself. For the just to touch up on the Ace thing, one thing where I feel like he lacks is giving Ace that answer was like that's something you have to decide for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't let, put simply put, don't let these people tell you that you should die or you should live or not. You should make your own worth. Like you should know how to answer that question, but. Going right. to the details, the deeper thing, what was behind that is how everyone viewed his father and how Ace was starting to learn about his father. Garp, you, I feel like you missed the opportunity to where you know legit Ace's father. You know how he really yeah, is. You who know he really he's was. not evil. Exactly. He's not this giant, cruel, horrific monster. Yes. Like he Gar- also had the chance to tell him, we didn't catch him. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ace isn't going to give out that information freely. Yeah, like I mean, he only revealed his parentage to Whitebeard because he was offered a commander position. Otherwise, he wouldn't have mentioned that. He would have gone to his grave with that knowledge. And and I, I get that. I think the issue with that is if he does, and this is another knock on Garp technically, but if he tells him about Roger in that light, it does glorify being a pirate, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of what Garp is trying to have yeah. a steer to. So it's like yeah. tell him about his father and potentially lead him down a path that it would be inevitably lead to potentially him passing mm-hmm. or try to withhold the information and get him into this side. That's p- poor parenting in my, in my view. Um, I prefer to just oh, tell yeah, that, the that, truth. That's where he really kind but of, he was it's, not a good parent. I, I'm also not a parent. <laughs> He's a great so, Marine, you know not the greatest parent. Yeah. It, it, it depends on how Garp would have to word that conversation because Garp, I know Garp yeah. said himself, that he he couldn't find himself growing to hate Roger at all, mm-hmm. right? You don't no. have to give a reason yeah, like encouraging didn't. piracy, but it's just him as a character could have helped Shanks like put a perspective of, like value of his own life. 
because like you said no kid should like ask those questions and have an answer that's not Surely, surely, uh, fully satisfying to that, where you're left still left in looking for the answer, or you're speaking to someone that knows your father and knows the value of life because the way Garp lived. I will add though, like you guys mentioned, like Garp seeing like uh, the new age of pirates, or whatever, but I'm telling you right now, we can only count on a hand of how many decent pirates are on there. Pirate Cruise, it's Roger. No, you're totally right. Yeah, Roger, the Whitebeard, one, Shanks, the ones who've seen it's and essentially White, and Luffy's crew. Yeah, so there's yeah. only four. And the entire world that we know of, only four good pirate crews. Would you consider Law's crew a, a decent crew? Not necessarily, because like is a doctor. But remember how he reacted to Luffy helping out people at Wano. He got, he was disgusted. Lola just said a pirate helping civilians. That doesn't mean you're a bad <laughs> but like, crew. Right? Saying that he <laughs> wouldn't do it. I know. I'm not saying he was bad, but like he I wouldn't. Got opinions on Law. I love him dearly, <laughs> but. The amount, the sheer amount of trauma that kid, that yes. guy has gone through, I don't think he can see situations like that anymore. Yeah. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Like, there is no, in situations like that, I think it's black and white with him right now. Mm-hmm. Like, right. he's getting better with it because he's mm-hmm. putting himself near people like Luffy. And the, that that alliance is never going to end, <laughs> whether Law likes it or not. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, like it's you see it in other people just just by being in his presence. Like, you're okay, not everyone is so bad, but he spent so much time wanting to just destroy everything mm-hmm. that it's even though he's a doctor, it's still pretty, it's still hard for him, I think, to separate everything. So he's still, he's still pretty, that's fair, like. Yeah, Anarchist yeah, level, like he you know, like yeah. if if it burns, it burns. But yeah. Karen, why think... watching that alliance happen was so great. Yeah. Well, you said you have one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, real quick, it's like the law still trying to find or add meaning to like his life. But one more thing with Garp, mm-hmm. right? Is like I know we said the social dragons are way worse, right? But also too, oh, God, yeah. the pirates outnumber the social dragons. They're all over, just attacking. So I'm going to go with, for example, the Garp, right? The Ryder Marines who chose that option because he's trying to protect people. Yeah, the Social Dragons, mm-hmm. they abuse right. their power 100%, but they're kind of in one spot. And yeah, they, they go out occasionally, but they're in one spot. Where right. pirates rise, right? Like the Garp beats up, he can't do it all alone. Pirates are all over the world constantly just attacking everywhere, right? Garp even that way. Right. Garp can't even go to every single line and save every single kingdom or every single person that's being attacked by pirates. But from the most thing what he experienced... Since they outnumber, we only have four. Yeah, all the all the such dragons are bad, but we have some good ones coming out. And the same thing as majority of pirates are bad. We only have four really decent crews that are actually trying to help people. But the main thing with the Marines right. do, they try to stand for justice. Even the Revs recognize that they try to stand for justice and try to help people. Most of them, and some of them do get corrupted by the influence from the world's government. But Garb's trying to be that person where he keeps reminder: this is what we should be. We should be the mm-hmm. heroes, and that's represented in Kobe. Colby is a representative of Garp, but what we should be doing as Marines, not adopting what the Slusher Dragons have been or trying to rule. No, we are the ones that protect the people, right? So that's why Garp's in a fight with them, and that's why he also fights against his best friend, Sengoku, because he's a reminder yeah. of the Marines what we should be. That's the yeah. That's the meter. Larry? And anything? real quick, with that, like, with the whole, like, him, like Garp training them to be able to protect themselves and everything knowing even if they didn't become pirates which but they he knew they 
they really wanted to. So no matter what, they'd be going into the Grand Line and the New World and all that. Why never teach them hockey? They were a little young, right? No? I, mean, I know, but like the, the knowledge of it, even because yeah. the only one that you need to have a birthright to is Conquerors. And it's understandable that no one knew that Ace had it because it happened with nobody around who knew what hockey was. And just one shot when he was a 10 year old in the middle of a fire. But even just knowing it, because then they could, it's something that when they start traveling or doing something, they have at least the knowledge of it. So, like they were so off guard when they heard about it. Like it was just happening to Luffy and Zoro just randomly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that happened. I don't know what that was. Okay. Garp was saving that when they became Marines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you want hockey He's training? A... Join the join, join the Marines. <laughs> you see, Dragon Dragon put Sabo right to work. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon or Kuma? You you are not wrong on that. Dra- Dragon was in the frame. Dra- Dragon, Dra- Dragon or Kuma? Sabo has an attack called Dragon Claw. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yo, King got an attack called Imperial Flame Dragon, bro. You think Dragon, you think Dino? <laughs> you don't see Kuma out here, like, with his palm doing, you know, Listen, dragon man. fingers. <laughs> if, if who, I, who got hand techniques, Kuma or Dragon? <laughs> I'm fault. Oh, no, that's Kuma. If, if I may, no, that's Dragon, I mean. What the? If I may what, say what something, though, I, I, I do want to say, I feel like as much as y'all, like, try to give leeway to Garp, and his doings, I feel like it's disrespectful to his character. Yeah, I feel like y'all make him feel like he's ignorant or like he's somewhat dumb to a degree. Like he doesn't know what's going on consistently around the world. It's like, you may think like, yeah, like pirate crews are bad. There's only like a couple good ones, right? But they're not organized half of the time. They're roundabouts. There are people picked up. They're just doing things, right? We have a world government that has more islands and more territory than any other pirate out there. And they're able to mobilize on command and have great powers and can erase civilizations, right? Gart knows all of this. They are the you know, biggest... What, Luffy's been in the, involved in what, two Buster calls by this point? Yeah, but even, even so, right? They're the biggest pirate gang in the world. So if we truly think about it, when, she, when 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 Carrie brought up the fact that like she he told Ace, yo, find out what what makes your life worth living, right? That's okay to me, but it also gives the same way Jiraiya spoke to Naruto about what he wants to do with the hate in the world. He said to Naruto, I don't know how to get rid of hate, right? I just know that something has to be done about it. And then Naruto was like, Well, I wasn't really listening because I thought he was just yapping. Right, but then Naruto later learned that the way Jiraiya was trying to deal with hate, he left it up to his students to do so, which is what kind of Garp is doing, right? For Kobe, he probably tried to do it with Ace, right? And Luffy, that's why he wanted them to become Marines. But ultimately, Jiraiya gave bad information to Nagato. He said, I'm going to train you, and then you have to be able to protect yourself, but also figure out like how to get back at those people, even though it continues the cycle of hatred. It's just, I don't know how to get rid of the hatred. So ultimately, he's yeah, wrong. Yeah, when you do something like that and you say something, you also have to take into consideration their how they are. Like, like for example, like you said, Naruto, he was angry. He wanted his definition of ending it, of ending the the cycle, was just to end it. Yeah. Instead of changing it, because that's how they grew up. Ace was so angry. 
mm-hmm. that, that you needed it's something that needed to be like addressed and directed better i think yeah just because he didn't you, you don't he doesn't understand mm-hmm. at that point like he's so young like we all like we said it's just you have to take into consideration your the person's headspace and how they go about it. Like Ace has always treated everything head on, just like just like Roger. It's been pointed out numerous times that he's very much like Roger in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, Larry. Actually, mm-hmm. that you know that you're saying that we're kind of portraying Garb to be ignorant because I do think that there is a, a sense of ignorance coming from Garb. Like I believe that. I believe based on the era that he came from and how he views the world, that's where he believes the Marines are pretty much the best bet versus, you know, because he tried to get Dragon to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Dragon said, no, this is not the right way. I'm going to do the Revolutionary Army, right? Luffy coming up next under Garp. Luffy said, no, I want to be a pirate, right? But you see Garp constantly still trying to push the Marines narrative. More Marines, more Marines. Kobe comes up. Marines, Marines, Marines. That's where he's stuck in his ways, where he believes that the Marines are the great, uh, are, are like the greatest option out there. So I do think that you're right, that we're portraying Garp to be ignorant, but I do think that's kind of Garp. Like, Garp is kind of, he kind of is ignorant. Like, he's not trying to hear what yeah. any of the new generation is really saying. Like he, he's, he, he's stuck in his ways. Like he's stuck in his ways. A little bit. You know what I, mean? I, I disagree. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like that grandparent that's just, no. you're, you're not changing my no. mind. I've lived this way for this many years, and no point changing now. That's no, I, I disagree because if it, that, that would be true if he didn't be like, yo, I don't want to serve on the Celestial Dragons. That's true. So, like, the fact that he's able to serve under them... He has to he has to understand like if somebody tells an admiral to go do something or like they they tell Sengoku yo tell Garp to go over there Garp has to listen to Sengoku right the point is the point is he knows that there's corruption within the Marines no matter what you guys try to point out he could be as ignorant as you want or stuck in his ways as you want that's not stuck in your ways that's I recognize an issue I recognize there's genocide there's racism and I also know that there's slavery going on. I also know that they're hunting people on islands. I also know that the white lead disease was probably manufactured by them to some degree. I know that they're experimenting with probably blue sapphire if it's not an STD. Like, there's things that GARP is high enough in position to know what mm-hmm. things are happening around the world. And for you to be like, well, because a couple pirates break into a bar and smash glasses or do some of these wild things... It's com- it's it's not as bad as what we're but, doing. But Larry, but that's what not he's true. doing is compartmentalizing, right? It's like okay, I think it's this because is a- he's been a been a marine for so long that he can't see anything from a point of view that is not a, from a marine. Yeah, that's ignorance. Yeah, yeah. and, that's, and a- that's the thing. Like it's like that- okay, at, from this position, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not it's the lesser trying, evil but... in his mind, which he's wrong. That's the thing. He he's doesn't wrong, believe right. that he's wrong yet. Exactly. He still thinks. No matter how bad the, the world government is, the Marines are still a lesser evil right. than the pirates are. That's what I'm saying. And he's wrong. He's That's wrong. the thing. He is wrong. He doesn't know that he's wrong yet. Well, it's not fully the Marines. It's the world government. Remember, but they're kind of two, but, two, yeah, two, two The, prob- no, the, the problem is, even though he's non-admiral and isn't directly under the Celestial Dragons, he still cannot stop them. He yeah. has no say in what they do, where they do it, how they do yeah, it. Right. And he still he doesn't still have still to protect ref- them no matter what. He just doesn't have to be directed by them. And he still refuses to work directly under them, which is in his mind, his justice, his way of, all right, I'm not doing that at least, 
Which again, is that enough? In your opinion, no. Is it just that's fine? Is it? But again, you're once again saying that he's not smart enough to recognize what he's in is evil. No, he's not. He doesn't recognize he's choosing. He's, no, no, but he he's does. Choosing. He's, no, no, he's choosing. Yeah, but he's choosing, but you're you're saying as if it's like justice. No, it's cowardice. You choose not to do something because you feel you aren't capable of like being the deciding factor. Garp has everything a Marine would need in order to change the government or the Marines itself. Let me ask you this, though. He can't do it by himself. So where, what do you think Garp is afraid of, right? Because if we're going to say that he's afraid of, I guess, going up against the world government, you got to remember, he went up against rocks whose, like, sole purpose was to take over the whole world. And he gathered the strongest pirates around the world and formed a coalition to do it. So I think that's kind of, like, one of the greatest feats that we've seen from anybody in the series, right? And it did force the pirates and the Marines have to work together. But that's something that Garp was willing to be a part of. So I don't, I, it's hard for me to look at Garp and say that he is a coward. I really you think- You also have to take into consideration they weren't the strongest pirates in the world at that point. Like we didn't, they didn't know that, they weren't Yonkos at that point. They were just Rox's crew members. They didn't get the notoriety, like the extreme notoriety mm-hmm. that they have when they became Yonkos yet because they were just Rox's crew members. Right. Half of the, like, I don't even think- Well, Rox- It's, it's <clears throat> what everyone says about, uh, Go to go down on me and all that wasn't he didn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. That's what that's part of what led him to becoming being under the position of the world's strongest was when he got his hands on that devil fruit. He was just Roxy's crew member at that point. He wasn't Yonko Whitebeard or the Yonk or Kaido. Kaido was just essentially at that point still probably about a little bit better than a cabin boy. So was rocks we're, out here we're, like destroying we're looking societies? At it like rocks was controlling three Yonkos. They weren't Yonko at that point. But, but regardless of that, right? Like even mm-hmm. rocks besides, like was 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 any pirates out here destroying whole islands like Ohara? Overreading? That that's my point. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like Garp is just completely ignorant of whatever's going on. Like I don't think it's stuck in his own ways. Like he knows what's going on, but he he just he he feels either he can't make a difference, right? Or he's just too much of a coward to do so. That's what I'm because y'all I don't so, have a so to with me, that, it's personal. like y'all, y'all discrediting Garp in my eyes. Y'all discrediting him like he he don't know nothing. Like the dude knows, bro. I know he knows. And no. I don't have a problem with you calling him a coward, personally. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, I don't. What, what is what would he what is he afraid of? He's saying he I, afraid in of... his mind, Larry's saying clearly Garp knows what's right and wrong. Yeah. And he's not willing to go against his moral compass or his idea of justice by abandoning the Marines and doing something else, no matter what it is, whether it's becoming a revolutionary, becoming a pirate, doing something else entirely, whatever, he's willing to accept these atrocities to to stand for this symbol of justice that he knows isn't real. Or even change the Marines from the inside out. It's not that he's afraid. It's he doesn't. He doesn't know how. We're all, I guess. They're all used to it. They're all used to it as the way it is. Like we don't even have Yonkers really at this point. Is he's used to the Marines versus the pirates, them and them. Yes, he does believe that the Marines are the lesser of two evils. Therefore, if right. he does something that is going to change the status quo completely. And like you said, he only knows of two or three decent pirate crews. So if he ends up doing that and uprooting everything, 
how do we not know that the not good pirates aren't going to flip the script completely and just all out anarchy? So I think he's he's not afraid. I do think he's a coward. I do not think he's afraid. I think he just does not want, he doesn't know what to do with the fact of what will happen if that, if that script gets flipped. Yeah. Carrie, we do got to end it there, but this was a great call, great question. Yeah, thank great you, Great conversation. Carrie. Appreciate you, girl. Thank you. Very exciting. I stopped shaking finally. <laughs> no need to shake, uh, but we appreciate you. I get you nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah, man. we used to get nervous too. Were you nervous, Shonen, when you first came? Uh, I, actually, I was more excited than anything. Yeah? Because I've been waiting for this. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've wanted to come out. Yeah, here. I think everybody has nerves, Carrie. Yeah. But thank you yeah, for Yeah, I only have calling. so many people that I can debate with, so this is very nice. <laughs> yeah, listen, jump into the Discord. Uh, we, we end up talking to I'm there. actually in it. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not right now. I'm you're, you're, My tablet is playing the YouTube channel, and okay. I'm in my room with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, That's Carrie, love. Carrie, you got hockey, girl. Just know. But, I curse you, but I can't. <laughs> but thank you. It was wonderful yeah, having have you. Have a good one, guys. All right, you too. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a good combo. Yo, Marv, I got to go, bro. So mm -hmm. I'm going to, like, say... No, not away. I got to no, go to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you went. When? You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kim Flip to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. <laughs> Yo, Mom, Yo, what the hell? Yo, bro, what is going on? <laughs> Yo, you do it, bro. Yo. Just answer the call, bro. All right. I'll go uh, real quick. Guys, you want me to do super chats instead? No, no. We're gonna do uh, super chats at 7.45. All right. Yeah. Be right back. <laughs> All right, this is that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hello, my name's Carter. How's it um, going, Carter? Hi. Um, so I just wanted to ask a quick question. On uh, you didn't happen to know what Little Garden is? What it is? The, island? the little the island. Yeah, it's uh. That's where um the two giants fought. Yeah, Dory and Bragi were yeah. fighting. Um, uh, like a hundred years. Yeah, and uh, Mister Three was there. He captured Zoro. That you talking about the arc itself, or is there yeah. is there a deeper question here, Carter? Oh yeah. Um, so um, I was wondering if y'all if it's like a it's like a um it's like a question on what you think happened. Uh, um, so basically, I was wondering if uh, if y'all knew w what would happen after the after they got the infinite log post. Oh, the inf if they did if they never got the infinite log post to Alabasta, what would have happened if they had to spend like the year there or whatever it was? Oh, this was okay. I, I assume um, that's the question. Is that the question? Yeah. Okay. I'll pass it to you, Sean. Uh, I, that's interesting. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Mm. I, I don't know. I need some time to think. All right. So, so Lawrence, the infinite log post. So, what does that do again? 
it basically is a log post that got them to Alabasta, right? Before it, they were stuck. They would have been stuck on a little garden for a year. Technically, they wouldn't yeah. have been able to sail directly based off the log post right. to their next island. They would have been stuck there with the giants. Yeah. Uh, Uso would have got some courage. <laughs> that's that's I, my take. I, I mean, I'll tell y'all this right now, right? And maybe I'm I'm tripping, but I don't think there's any chance in hell Luffy stays on the island for a year. Period. Oh no, they're gonna not. go out to sea, regardless, and just okay. get lost. And if whatever happens, happens. Whether they got a row into the calm belt, yeah. whatever it is, they're gonna get to the next destination over time. Whether they die they're trying drift. to do it. They'll probably yeah, they'll drift yeah. to the next yeah. I can agree with that. They're actually. not sitting yeah, at the island gotcha. for a year. But they would it's not happening. The first thing I guess it would be like um Yeah, definitely not for the full year. But they would be on the island, then they would realize, all right, we we're stuck here. And then they'll be like would grow impatient. Yeah. We out. They at max a week. At max a week on the island. But what do you think, Carter? What do you think would have happened if they uh, were there and they didn't get the log post? Um, if they were at, got the outpost? Wait, what was your question? Oh, no, I'm <laughs> uh, What do you think would have happened if they couldn't, if they never got the uh, internal log post? I think um, they would either stay on the island for a year or they would um, travel in like one direction. So you think they'll stay for the full year, like with uh, like, with Luffy? I think, I think it's either, I think it's either they'll stay at the island for one year, or they'll just travel travel in a certain direction on their ship. Yeah, we have Larry back. Larry, the question was, um, at Little Garden, yeah. Sanji found the log post from the Unluckies. Mm. Oh. If uh, they never got that log post, the infinite log post to Alabaster, whatever the next island was, what would have happened if they were stuck on that island for a year? What do you think would have went down? I think, well, if they if they never ever got the log post. Yeah. Um, I was just repeating it to Larry so he could give his. Wait, take. I think we're missing something. It, are we missing? Something? It has hit me because doesn't do they? They're not with Vivi already, right? Yeah, Vivi was there. Vivi was there, so yeah. that means. Without that place, how do they get to Alabaster, uh, you know, to help with the war on Alabaster? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like, I answer, I answer we're missing Yo, uh, how long did it take to get there? They go over half the row, right? <laughs> Maybe they recruit Doggy and Groggy to, to swim them there, but I don't know. Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's cooked. Hmm. Interesting. Damn. I don't I'm not sure what to ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carter. Crocodile wins. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Crocodile wins. Crocodile wins. Crocodile mom. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Crocodile definitely wins. Mm. By default, technically. Yeah. But Luffy would try to, while he's as king, Luffy would try to overthrow him as king already. Because Vivi would have Vivi come back. I'm the princess. Yo, real talk. Crocodile might win and then might recruit the Shichibukai under his wing and create the cross guild earlier. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Don't Flamingo not doing all that. So yeah. my, no, Crocodile. Uh, friend, oh, my yeah. friend wanted to ask a question. Mm. He wanted to ask, what's the limit for sea stone on Devil Fruit users? I don't know what question that would be, but he just asked me that. The limit? Well... We found out on Wano, right, that there's apparently there's percentage of sea stone or sea stones have strength that like you could make it like 
a sea stone prison or handcuff diluted, and you can be like at max strength, you know, or you yeah. can't even use your like completely um, immobilized, you know. Right. So I guess depending on that, if it's a hundred strength, the uh, the person who has the ability probably can't do anything at all. Like it was able to even stop Big Bomb. At, they put a bunch of chains at a hundred percent their strongest sea stone and lower level sea stone would probably you would probably use your ability or your hockey to get out of it yeah hmm. okay um he told me that what would happen if if someone just threw, threw like sea prison stone at um like kaido He'd like, break it. We'll... He'd be alright. He'd break it. Kaido be okay. Kaido got it. <laughs> He'd be okay. Do it at him, or he, they put it on him. He'd be good Pause. regardless, bro. That sounded hey, crazy. <laughs> sounded crazy. Oh, oh, like five, oh, oh, my bad, Carter. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Carter. But yeah, appreciate the call, Carter. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, tell your friend I said thank you too for the questions. You're welcome. All right, man. Have, Have a, a great day. Yeah, take it easy. So Bye. polite. <laughs> All right, bye. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It always shocks me when they're super young like that. I'm like, what? I feel like our show isn't yeah. geared towards Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Yo, it's Slat. Oh, my God. I'm even surprised I got on here. <laughs> Slat, what up, bro? Like, oh, my God. I'm the third person I got later. <laughs> what's up, Slat? Um, what's up? How you guys doing tonight? Good, man. Thank it's hot calling. in here. Yeah, it's getting hot. It's hot? It was cool before. I think because oh, Sebastian's yeah, no, active. I don't do the heat. <laughs> I live in Florida. It's hot enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a lot of heat coming from me. Mm. You, nah, Larry. The heat's definitely coming from you. You've been smoking this whole show. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, man. man. You're going you to get mad again because I'm bringing it right back. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's going to get mad again. I got a quick question. So, you know, a lot of blame is being given to Dragon for not acting. Based off of what we know that happened during the reverie, there were a lot of things that had to be put in place for them to get into Mary's Wall. Morley's fruit being one of them. He had the tunnel tunnel fruit to, you know, hide underground. They must have gotten a lot of information over the years, so they knew how to dress, to fit in, to sneak into the reverie, which is another big thing of why they were able to get Samurai off because of reverie going on, a lot of commotion, and just the general state of the world at the time. So during the time of Jenny and when she got captured, how would they have gotten Samurai off? Good question. Is it? <laughs> one more thing. Uh, <laughs> That's I, I, you, you I, ahead, something. I forgot one thing. Kuma, when he used his fruit to get back to Samurai Wall, he had to climb like half of the, he might have, no, I think he had to climb most of the red line. So he didn't even teleport himself directly there. He teleported himself to the red line to then climb there. So they wouldn't have been able to use his fruit to directly get to Marizwa itself. Negative. What do you mean negative? He had to climb the wall. He did. He was also really tired, and he isn't in control of himself, right? Like, it's just... All, he also, hold on, he also has better control of his fruit from time of use. This is a... Oh, oh. If he's weakened... But it's a it's an older Kuma. He has more savviness with his fruit. We just don't have the parameters as to why he was climbing them. Like he he doesn't have his full mind right now. Thank you. Like we don't know the parameters as to what he was doing, why he climbed, why he did exactly what he did when he did it. Now, like we've seen Kuma teleport people across the ocean. 
you're telling me now there's some barrier there's some and there's some, and there's not a height limitation either because yeah, he transported to, Nami to, to Sky Island to Weathery. There's no, one. That, that that is fair, but we've also seen Kuma in that time period get very exhausted just traveling himself long distances only himself. So are we saying that he would be able to transport an entire army to Marizwa to storm it? Or is he doing a few members of the Rev um, Revolutionary Army? A few good men, the best like how, go, how is this person. infiltration to Marizwa going down, especially two years after Fisher Tiger broke in? This is only two years after. So I feel like security at Marizwa has to be at its highest. Is, do you know if there's an admiral always there? Um, I can't say whether or not there's an admiral always there, mm -hmm. but I would say based off of the amount of security that they took during Reverie, mm -hmm. even which they still, you know, got fucked. Oh, sorry, they still got screwed. Yeah, that was but, because it was the Reverie. There's yeah, kings. that was also during the Reverie. Like, I feel like there was a lot of things that needed to take place for the Revolutionary Army to do what they needed to do at that time. Are they going to be able to get that done 15 years ago? Yes, because technically they had Kuma. <laughs> they didn't have Kuma this time around. They couldn't have just snapped all the way there that easily. Plus, the Reverie, it was heavily guarded because the kingdoms and their kings were there. So they're going to be heavily guarded because, for example, if it was always a heavily guarded, how did Fisher Tiger just be able to help escapes, like slaves escape and just leave himself? You know what I'm saying? I understand that. So it, I think that's a thing that we have to take into consideration. Fisher Tiger just freed the slaves. This isn't like five, ten years later. This is two years after he freed the slaves. Yo, but it, you don't I need don't that much time. I don't think now is the time to storm Mary's Wall if I'm dragging. Hold on. You don't yeah. need that much. Think, you don't need that much time. Like, Kuma, issue... all you have to do, Kuma snaps you there, right? You're with Dragon, just in case something goes down or there's an admiral there or the 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 the, the Holy Knights are there, right? Dragon goes, all right, yeah. observation, Ginny's over here. Let's just pop in there, Kuma. Do you know how to get there? He goes, probably no. So they just go in real quick because Fisher Tiger had enough time to free all these slaves and then just just go in and then go. Oh, I found her. Snap back. Like I don't think it's that hard to do. Yeah, I think people mis misinterpret that we think that like they should have stormed Mary yeah, Joan and started a war. Not nah, small five man team. More said three. The three of them should have went cool. Dragon Kuma Ivankov, maybe a few other key people. Whatever. They teleport to Mary Joan. Nobody on Mary Joan is gonna be aware that this is happening at all. If they pop in in a, in a not great location, Kuma can pop them to another spot. It's like, oh, what the hell was that? Like, it's not like some instant admiral-level threat is going to be present stopping y'all from doing things. You can get on the island, up, like Larry said, use observation, figure out where Ginny is exactly, kidnap somebody if you need to as a hostage to get the information you need. A small five-man team could have got this operation done. Yeah. It, again, if it doesn't work, cool too. I, my, me and Larry's issue is he never tried. There was no attempt there was no struggle with even attempting. It was dang. And we lost if, Jenny. Even man. if things are getting too crazy too, like they're about to lose or like dragons about to like get taken out and like oh my god, Kuma, snap me out of there. Like, <laughs> not even just like get get y'all out of here. Yeah. I'm dragon, bro. I'm top five. I'm top ten. I'm whatever. Like I can handle oh, my okay. business, bro. Uh, okay. Handle your so, business. So, I I think y'all very much so are thinking like um I think. Um, oh my gosh. Shonen, Shonen, why can't, 
I used to, oh my God, I used to watch him so much. Why am I forgetting his name as I'm talking to you it's guys? It's right. Just, <laughs> call, just call him Shonen, bro. Okay, yeah. So, like Shonen was saying, I feel like we're expecting Dragon to be Luffy. When we think about it in terms of a military leader, a command, oh not even, yeah, yeah, basically me. a commander in chief, he is a general. Him and Akainu right now essentially have the same position, they are running armies. I don't so, think from that slap, point of view, with as little information as he has on the situation, he is going to storm in mm -hmm. oh, and just God, oh, do yeah. his thing. Absolutely. He a death sitter. Listen, <laughs> if Dragon if Dragon had those forces available, if he felt that they were ready Cap. to go in that situation, I feel like he would have. No, no, no. Dragon, we've seen Dragon Cap. save people. Dragon saved, <laughs> Dragon saved Luffy in the beginning. Listen. Dragon is, like I said, he's a strategist. When there's, if the opportunity presents itself, Sabo and a few good men, go over there and handle your business. At that particular moment in time, it was not wise to make that move. It, again, they, they emotionally, had, emotionally. They had two infiltration-based I agree with y'all. Okay. Y'all asking me to still vibe with his character. That's the, that's the problem. That's the problem. Why do you think I love Luffy? Why do you think I'm best with Luffy? Because he's yeah. willing to do these things. When you're yeah. not willing to do these things, you expect me to, to, to vibe with you the same way? This, no. This is the okay, other I side. This I know, bro. I, I get it. I said it, I said it the I, other time. It's not fair what I'm about to do. But I'm going to do it. Because I, I, I don't vibe with you no more. You're biased, bro. When I watch the show, and it's not too said, and this isn't me coming or trying to hit at you, Larry, because I love you, Larry. I don't love your taste, but I do love you. <laughs> but it feels like whenever I watch the show, y'all are acting as if, like, Dragon, because he didn't make this decision, it is a downgrade to his character. And I don't think that. I think it adds context to his character that we need to look at it and be like, well, why didn't he go? Why? What? decisions were going through his head to say that he shouldn't have went and i think when you lay it out it's not like we're looking at it and it's like he had everything he needed to go and get jenny back realistically when we think about it jenny said herself at the age of what uh was she like 12 that she was a master wiretapper and spy how was there never any type of communication sent back to the Revolutionary Army about where she was, oh needing help, God, any yo. type of thing to give them a lead now to go and get Ginny her. Folk, <laughs> now now it's Jenny Fault, bro! Now it's Jenny Fault! Oh my God, God. It's bro! It's Jenny Fault! It's Jenny Fault that he had a kid! I never said it's Jenny Fault. He was never anybody's wife. Listen, bro. He, he wasn't he wasn't a wife of a celestial dragon. They, they, they were in two different situations. I don't yeah. think from a military leaders point of view we get that they had any of the right information or um resources Yo, yeah, to complete the mission hold on hold on bro morally yeah morally and parasu both have infiltration based double food morally the revolution Karasu can turn into a bunch of crows <laughs> talk through the crows and see a wide area of like land Morally can dig himself into a tunnel and hide from anyone. They have two extremely infiltration-based devil fruits. 
and they still barely got out. Yo, bro, y'all gotta start picking. Is Dragon top five in a verse, or is he not? No. Because hold on, hold on, you had, hold on, hold on, you had your turn to talk. You had your turn to talk. Yo, it's either Dragon's top five or he's not. That's it. If I'm top five and I'm one of the greatest to ever do it in the game, who's stopping me, bro? If I go to Mary Joa, that's it. Top who's three. stopping me? Do I really need all my commanders, or do I just need me? Like that's it. Uh, like if because somebody that is capable of taking you on, yo, then I definitely believe you need a lot of commanders. Uh, again, again. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You had your turn to talk again, right? So like, if he is top five. And he does oh, no. and and he does have this revolutionary ring, right? He has connections. Why he ain't using those connections to find out where people are? Why he ain't using his connections to go directly or find out where she is? Ultimately, y'all put Dragon on the highest pedestal ever, and then y'all say he can't do certain things. Y'all put him on another high pedestal, but then everybody else has to do his work instead of him doing it himself. Why do we always gotta cut him slack for his inaction? And then be like, yo, he could have did it whenever he wanted, though. Because he's just that strong. I never said that. Wait, wait. I so never what, said that. What makes you believe you that Dragon is that? You are going to get that uh, take that I never made, Larry. You are going to get the take I never made. If he's saying that Dragon not this, then cool. I'm just saying people I, will say both. That's the thing. Exactly. People will you, say you both. Can't, you can't play both sides of the fence, bro. You got to either say he is capable and is strong enough, or he just ain't. No, okay, there's so more reasoning to that. Would be, it's not black and white like that. It is. It's similar it's thing. Why? Uh, see, I can't even say that. You ain't got that you had something. What's up? No, I was going to say, what makes you believe that Dragon hasn't been doing stuff behind the scenes, though? Because I think that's literally been Dragon's entire character, right? On, on, on the front, it looks like Dragon's not doing anything, but Dragon has been carefully plotting things behind the scenes for the longest time. That's okay, so team. what so what what plot? Because okay. every time I seen something, it was from a Von Cobb planning something. Every so time I seen hold on, no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm answering his I'm answering his question. So he 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 doesn't show up to marry Joe with Sabo, right? That was he planning to free the slaves? Was he planning to announce war on the Celestial Dragons? We don't know that, right? But we know that for sure his people did it. Not necessarily him, because every time we've seen all three of the commanders talking over a drink, he barely says anything. So, all right, all right. So, wait. Even, even let, behind let the scenes, he doesn't, have, he doesn't do anything. So, all right. So, I just want to get an understanding. So, you believe that Dragon has just not been doing anything? Like, nothing at all? Like, he's just chilling as a figurehead type of... I because, think... No, I, don't, I think he's been doing something, but every time a situation comes up where we need his take or we need some divulging information from him to dictate where the revolutionary army should go forward, he never has any input, ever. It's always Ivankov, it's always Sabo, and then I'm pretty sure it was Kuma that was putting forth some type of action too. Every time he's just been the guy just connecting pieces at this point. So he's probably been the guy who's like the storyboard, like this is where we should go, this is the goal that we should have. But anytime he's like, yo, how do we get there? He's like, yo, what do we think should, we should do? So I have two things to say. One, um, uh, I forgot that one. Yeah, we, 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 got, we gotta go anyway, um, bro. We yeah, gotta go slap. anyway, bro, We, slap. we gotta wrap, bro. Yeah, good, hit, good call, bro. I'm gonna get you another day, brother. Hit, hit me the Discord, bro. Alright, bro. All right, bro. All right. Have a good one, Slap. Uh, no, I'll be there. I'll be there. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, Shout out to Dragon. <laughs>
<laughs> We're good on calls, Marv. I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, either say he's the man or he's not the man. Well, bro. well, I don't understand. Is like, if you have your take on the dude, people refuse to accept that you don't like this character that they like. I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a huge Sanji fan. People mm-hmm. don't like Sanji. Yo, I get it. I don't be bad. I don't yeah, come yeah, at yeah, you yeah. if you don't like Sanji, yeah. bro. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I get, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get these super chats, bro. All right, we got another five from Patty Zach. It says, wanted to say thank you guys. Found y'all a month ago, and y'all have reignited my love for One Piece. Mm. Even started reading the manga. Like oh. the stream. That's awesome, man. Manga yeah. better than the anime. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. We got the- in the building. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, that is yeah, facts. Yeah, episodes be fire. We got another five from JD Cervantes. It says, yo, the Mihawk disc is crazy, though. I can't wait for y'all's reaction at the final Zoro versus Mihawk fight, and Mihawk pulls out the dagger again. <laughs> what did I tell y'all? Yo, imagine. Mihawk fans are Zoro fans in disguise. I'm telling y'all. Uh, I'm telling y'all. The thing is, too, Shonen wasn't even slandering him. Yeah, yeah. From what I heard in the car, yeah, he didn't slander. It's just that anything you say that just doesn't fit with their future ideas is wrong. And also, they're forgetting Mihawk is not even Zoro's goal; is to become the strongest. Yeah, Mihawk just has that title. Yeah, let's super chat him. We got another ten from David. Yeah, David Mello. It says Mary Jo's treasure is Joy Boy's heart. The fact that the fact Luffy's heartbeat woke the robot possibly means that the key to having access to the Old Kingdom's technology is his heartbeat. Only him can use the One Piece. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think it ties a little bit into Lawrence's uh, yeah. heartbeat sound. That was uh, a good one. Kinetic yeah. energy theory. Yeah. We got another 280 from Garbage D Fish. It says. Hashtag emu gang, hashtag dragon gang, hashtag spandom gang, hashtag seb gang. Uh, I'm so happy you're included I'm, in all those gangs, bro. Because it makes sense. I, How do you have emu, emu and it's dragon gang? Yeah, that that, that kind of lost me. I'm not going to lie. That kind of mm-hmm. lost me. Listen, bro. We got another. Same maybe fan it's base. Celestial Dragon? Same fan base. We got another two uh, from Simon. It says, Zebek will have a red clown nose. What I mean. <laughs> Ah, uh, listen. I'll drop. <laughs> Yo, Shonen could take my spot on the yeah. bottom. Yeah. He, he, he lived kind of like What us, if he's bro. strong? He, he just good, has bro. the nose. What's the nah, problem? Bro, I don't want it, bro. He can't look. You, you, you just came to Lawrence. How am a clown? <laughs> How am a clown? Tell me, tell me. We got another five from Family First. It says, Larry has the most W takes of all time. This is my biggest hater. And the W stands for worst. Hashtag <laughs> buggy yeah. gang. Hashtag dragon is a W. Sean, you're laughing too hard. No, no, no. no he hard, had me bro. in the first Come half. On. He had me in the first half. I ain't gonna lie. I thought, I thought he was supporting you. I like, that's why I started Larry laughing. Larry knew. Larry Hashtag knew. dragon is a real father. Hashtag dragon is the realest leader to exist. Damn, uh, whatever. Bro. Dragon I hope, gang. I, I hope your dad came back with milk. Oh, man. <laughs> We got another 100 from Nika. Oh, man. I don't know what N-O-K is. I don't know what that is. Maybe crowns? It's okay. But uh, we got another 100 from Mika. It says, sorry about the Vista victim take. We need to put some respect on Buggy's underling. Nah, I think Mihawk is involved in the endgame since he will be in the final war leading his monkeys versus the Duke. (laughs) (laughs) 
He might not even want to fight them. <laughs> Yo, Buggy's own doing his. Listen, yeah, that's man. crazy, bro. Listen, we got another two from Patty Zach. It says, "Will the story wrap up without feeling rushed?" Um, I hope so. Hope it won't. Faith, have faith in Oda. Yeah. yeah, I have faith in Oda. Yeah, we got it. another 20 from Crobbed. It says, happy to catch another episode live. Y'all boys are goaded. Hashtag Larry has W takes. Hashtag Buggy Gang. It's wild when I see both of those things in one. We got another five from Char Jamil. It says, great that Shonen Showdown is here. With us, to, he got gold takes. Gave me a lot to think about. Much love, brother. Please hope to see you more on the pod with a heart. Yeah, yeah, man. Much love. I mean, you. hopefully. Yeah. We got another seven month membership to Nakama status from Jarhead Devil Dog. It says, Hope you guys have been happy and safe to everyone with a heart. Jarhead. Nah, man. You left the Discord. Yeah, bro. Jarhead. You got what's beat, up? bro. What's up, bro? Nah, bro. Come back, bro. Nah, bro. Come back, bro. We miss you. <laughs> Messed up, man. <laughs> we got another two from Simon. It says, Larry Riz so strong. She's shaking. Hashtag fucking Stop, don't do that. Chill out, don't do man. That. Don't do that. Don't do that. Shout out yeah. to Carrie. Shout we, out to Carrie, yeah. We got another five from Brandon Miller. It says, have y'all ever thought about doing a live show or events? I think that would be super cool. We tried to do it at Anime NYC and at Comic-Con, but we got denied. Yeah. But it would have been amazing yeah. because we would have brought all our friends. Like, we would have had you, yeah, bro. Sundays. I was thinking about having a couple people. Yeah. And then we would have just came on stage and just started yelling at each other. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I should have seen it. We was arguing with Lawrence loud as hell at Anime NYC. Yeah, earlier. we were. We got another fire from Scooter Looter. It says, I do in- indeed enjoy Zoro. When is Rob returning to the pod? I got a debate with him one day <laughs> on the phone. Much love to everyone. You got to ask Rob, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I mean... I gotta ask you guys. Yo, we close, bro. Whenever, bro. Whenever. All right. We got another two from Luis Rodriguez. Says you guys made me catch up with the manga too. It's fire. Yeah, man. man. Like all day. We got another five from Slat. It says Kuma and Eva both still have admiration for Dragon based on how they react to Luffy. Clearly, his actions behind the scenes hold up. Sure, that's a good point. Kuma don't respect Dragon, bro. That's all soups. Oh, that's all of them. Yeah. All right. Uh. Before you guys head out, I just want to say thank you to everybody that joined us today. Uh, thank you for all the love that you showed Shonen. And thank you for all the, the super chats and the likes on the video, if you haven't liked the video yet. Uh, and also, Mods, can you please put Shonen's links uh, in the live chat as well, just uh, just so that everybody can like follow him if they haven't already. But to Shonen, man, yo. It's been a banger, bro. Man, thank, thank you so much, man. man. Thank you guys for having me. This is uh, this is amazing, man. I love what you guys do for real. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. We we did get two more soups. Uh, welcome to Nakama status to Eric Cooper. Two dollars from Brandon Barker. It says I think Guinea asked him to stand down. Super headcanon. Another two <laughs> from Sharjah Mill. Bumbeer versus Rayleigh. Uh, Rayleigh said Blackbeard would take it. And another ten from Alkage. Dragon top five percent. But bad matchups are just a thing in One Piece. Shout out to Luffy for standing on business. I think Buggy <laughs> becomes Pirate King and Usopp's captain let, when Luffy steps down. Wow, 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 wow. No wow. right. to that last one. But uh, before we head out, yo, do you have anything you want to say to the people or anything overall you want to say um, before we head out? Yes. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe to that One Piece talk, man. I'm telling you. What these brothers are doing is amazing, man. It's, it's crazy. I'm in, a, I'm in a studio right now, and, and I feel, you know, I feel like I've known him for a long time. Like it's Yo, crazy, it does so. feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. He fit yeah. right in. Yeah, he did. So make sure you guys show them some love, man. This is, this is beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Man. Anytime, bro. Yeah, yeah. Where?
But other than that, guys, you know how we do. Thank you so much. And we will see you next episode. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Sam. Rob. And this is that One Piece talk. Jana! Jana! And Lionel! <laughs> oh, and Lionel! <laughs> <laughs>